This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Hey, welcome. You made it. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast episode. Who knows? Hey, how are track. you? 400 and something, <laughs> some change. <laughs> Whatever. You made it. You're here. Um, hope your deer season's going well. Um, and it's not dragging you to the mud too hard. Just think, there's still some time left. Yep. Don't beat yourself up because that's when you really lose. Stay motivated. What would Clinton Casper do? It's just getting See? good, guys. It's just getting good. It's just getting good. You're on the tip of the. It's getting good. As Ross would say, you just find the food. That's it. Find the food, find the guys. Food. Yeah. Find the food, guys. That's all you gotta do. Scout, well, scout from a distance. Or a cheeseburger out there for him. We'll, we'll touch on some late season stuff. I think Go during this episode. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, if you have not yet, check out our YouTube. Subscribe there. We just put out Austin's first traditional buck out there. Um, we have the second one. We have our bear hunt coming to YouTube. A bunch of other stuff. Um, we're actually just trying to make like kind of an effort with video. Yeah, super um, cool though. Super cool. Yeah, and we're doing a giveaway. So if you subscribe and show us you subscribed and a screenshot or whatever, we put you in a drawing to win a HHA Tetra site a Sin Crusher gear bag or a working class bow hunter swag pack. So 
Mm. One in three chance. Um, Who doesn't like free shit? That's right. I mean, come on. Um, also, new merch, new hats, uh, new stocking caps, uh, two new shirt designs. What else? New stickers. New stickers. We got all kinds of new shit coming up, too. Yeah, so. we're working on stuff all the time. We're trying to cycle new and old designs and yep. all that. So, workingclassbowhunter.com. We're going to try and get new shirts and new hats in every couple months so we can keep it updated. Yep. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Uh, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Um, you know HHA. We talk about them all the time. And they have provided our listeners with a code, WCB15, to save yourself some money. If you're wanting to become part of the single pin family or upgrade, maybe to something different. Maybe you want a dovetail for adjustability. Maybe you want you just want to change things up. Yep. Um, lifetime warranty with their dropway rest and their sights. Uh, pretty damn awesome. Also, Scent Crusher. The gear bag is probably our number one uh, tool there. Um, oh, yeah. Convenience, um, mobility, and it, and it works. Uh, Loophole <laughs> Optics. Uh, love our rangefinders. Our ten by forty twos is what we rock here in the Midwest. Oh yeah! Uh, as Michael said on that podcast, uh, eliminate the the feeling of FOMO, fear of missing out. See what's okay. going on from a distance. There you go. It helps the long sits when you're uh, sitting there shoving peanut M and M's down your suck hole. You can see what's going on two hundred <laughs> yards over. <laughs> peanut M and M's, the loudest candy you can fucking That's eat. What I, <laughs> yeah, the rapper, you're just over there chucking them. Hit, they're hitting your teeth. Or they're going in, making all sorts of noise. Throwing them up in the air, trying to catch them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, Thermoseat, uh, code WCTS on Thermoseat's website. We also have Working Class Bowhunter Thermoseats on our website with our logo right. on Go them. Go buy one. That's cool. We're like official. That's you know, right. help your butt. Uh, stay warm and stay in there. So while you're throwing peanut M&Ms down your suck hole. And your you ass be, will be warm. You can be comfortable while you do it. <laughs> um, also, Victory Archery, um, Gator Outdoors, Elite Archery, Big Tine, and Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, great partners there. Uh, Gator Outdoors code WCB10. I think the WCB2020 code will still go through January, and then we'll have a new code, of course. Um, and there you go. Thank you to Thank our go. partners. Appreciate it. And thanks for listening to our ads. And that's what we appreciate. We appreciate that, too, sitting through our we ads. We appreciate you for doing that. Yeah. Appreciate you appreciating us. Uh, you got a veteran shout-out? Yeah, I got some appreciation more coming. All right. This is sent in by Haley Gabler. Uh, the veteran is JT Gabler. Uh, the branch is U.S. Coast Guard. It says JT is my husband and is currently active duty in the United States Coast Guard going on a sixth year. For the last few months, if he and I are in the car the only thing playing is your podcast. Ooh, sorry. Real That's nice. cool. <laughs> Oops. Including our 16-hour road trip to Colorado for our anniversary. Oh, my oh. God. Sorry. For the anniversary <laughs> yeah. playing us, she, knuckleheads. She, hey, she's tough. She's tough. <laughs> yeah. He has been hunting really hard this year and putting in a lot of time in public in public land where we stationed, while we're stationed in Iowa. He has had a really tough season with stolen stands, losing a deer, and being gone for work during almost all of November. Dang. But he won't give up as much as I want him to. So we can spend more time at home. Thanks, guys. That's thank you for awesome. submitting that, Haley, and uh, thank you for your service, JT. Thanks, JT. Yeah, Appreciate you, about, man. Uh, losing a deer and your stands, but Haley, you're uh, should happen. You're you know? a trooper, man. He was just like, I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> We're listening to Working Class Bowhunter on our way to our anniversary <laughs> for 16 hours. Yeah, yeah. Hey, woof. Well, they probably go do what she wanted to do there anyway, so. It works well, right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a compromise. Compromise. Right. Levels out. Hopefully levels they weren't out. going there like during the Like I know what season. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's we can assume, right? It's our show. Yeah. They're, but they're I not, mean, if you're a hunter and you get stationed in the state of Iowa. That yeah, works out. Yeah, right. I mean, that you works out do pretty it. good. Well, cool. Thank you for your service, sir. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Appreciate the support. Well, cool. On to the podcast. Um, 
of course, you know our, our voices, but we have a guest in studio this week, Mr. Todd Anderson. Glad to be here. Thank you for being here, man. Absolutely. We uh we just became buds over the last few weeks, and I'm like, hey, I got a podcast. You want to come talk? And you're like, unfortunately, I know about your podcast. <laughs> and no, I don't want to talk. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk. No, I don't want to talk to you. Hey, getting in and talking about big deer, why not? I mean, it's easy. It's the perfect thing to do. And you brought some big deer. I brought a couple of big deer. I was I got really lucky this year. Yeah, they're kind, of, they're kind of really big. Yeah. I mean, luck only goes for like maybe one deer every now and again. Yeah. Once you bring in like four studs three four studs it's like consistent you know it's starting to add up that it's more than luck so yeah, he's got three big ones and a huge set of sheds yeah so we'll get in we'll, you gotta we'll, be really good or the luckiest son of a bitch i ever had. <laughs> yeah. if it is luck <laughs> man i'm gonna hang out to you a little he, more he, yeah, make, he like, makes his own luck don't don't let him fool you oh that's part of it man but no i appreciate you coming here first time ever podcasting first time ever this is it. How does it feel one. so far? Number one, it's it's uh it's going good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't really said nothing yet. It sucks. I'm out. Yeah. It gets better once you drink a few more beers and you're like, all right, there it is. There's the hunting camp talk. Yeah, can do that. Um, yeah. But no, man, I'm who are you? Todd Anderson. You're yep. from Illinois, and that's all the more direct we need to get about that. But sure, live in the Quad Cities. Um, been here my whole life, born and raised. Yeah, Moline, and uh, yeah, got into deer hunting when I was uh, 17 years old. And uh, it's just been one of those things that, you know, once it gets your hook, that once it gets the hooks in you, yeah. you're done. Yeah, were, You were hooked like, right out the gate or right take a little gate. bit, really? Did you yeah. kind of like get into it yourself or did you have some, no, someone get actually, you into it? No, I mean, the story is my parents, neither of them were really outdoorsy people, but my mom's parents had a camp up in Bagley, Wisconsin on the river and we'd go up there fishing a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandfather, when, we, when I was 16, we went down to Lake Fork for spring break bass fishing. And his, his stomach was bothering him the whole time. And when we came home, he actually ended up finding out he had pancreatic cancer. And Whoa. he passed away three months later. No oh, kidding. Yeah, it was kind of Man. kind of one of those quick deals. But um, at his funeral, one of his best friends was like, hey, Grandpa was talking about getting you out this fall and going hunting with us. Mm-hmm. If you're interested, you can come out to our farm and do some deer hunting. And uh, he said, I don't want you out there with a gun, but if you want to buy a bow, you know. We'd yeah. love to have you out. And I said, sure, that sounds good. Awesome. Yeah, so I got out there and uh, did it a couple times and had a good uh, good experience and uh, just grew from there. No kidding. Yep. yep. Interesting. Yeah, so at 17, just kind of went after it, huh? I did. I did. Um, he had a nice farm. It was a little bit further north from the Quad Cities, but yeah. ended up, you know, he had a bunch of family out there. So, mm-hmm. you know how it is with, with pieces that you don't own or you don't have control yeah. over. Yeah, right. bumped pretty quick. and you got to do the political dance yep, and all that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up um, moving over to one of the ladies at work. She had five acres mm-hmm. of her backyard basically just touched into a big piece of timber and yeah. ended up going out there and shooting a couple deer. Um, Boy, those are nice spots. Yeah. Yeah, right. they yeah. really are. Yeah. So how did you, you know, at 17 and – we don't got to get into how old you are. I mean, times have changed, you know, even from when I started hunting. But then do you remember how, like, you got your first bow and what was the decision process there? Or did you get a hand-me-down or how did it all work? No, I went out to uh, – I did have one good friend. Um, my buddy Nick I played football with, he was into hunting. And mm-hmm. um, he was like, you know, there's a sports center out easy living down in Milan. And yeah. Went down there, shot a few bows and found one that felt good. And it was an old uh, – Browning Midas, maybe? Does that sound right? Yeah, like a, mm-hmm. a micro Midas? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is back in... Or maybe there was a Midas and a micro Midas then. Might have been. I have like, a micro like... Midas in my garage with the bow fishing reel set yeah, up on yeah, it. Yeah, you know? this is like 95 or something, so it's been a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he kind of he got me set up on it, and then um, 
shot that bow for a while, got into a Matthews when I started getting a little bit more serious. And yeah. It's just kind of been from there. Um, Very cool. Yeah. That was awesome. I was just curious because I know we do have some newer hunters listening and stuff and just that way they can, I don't know, might be able to compare some notes and. Well, the options today, there's so many more oh, options. Yeah. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're, they're all good though. They're all good. And the internet is a powerful tool in trying to research that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're all good and it, it's fun to act like they're not right. You know what I mean? Like right. razzing each other. Oh, like, yeah. You got to yeah. razz each other. I, will, I would literally shoot any bow. Like, they're all efficient. They're all good. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just where you feel is your home or what you like and what you want in a bow. Um, but it is, it's like the Chevy Ford argument. Oh, absolutely. For sure. I mean, the you worst know. bows today are way better than the best bows from 20 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. I don't know if you've heard our recent I would jokes hope so. <laughs> about. For some reason, our jokes about Gleaner combines oh, yeah. comparing them to cheap bows is just for some reason really funny to people. Um, probably because it's relatable to the Midwest. But every time we talk about like uh, something high end or not high end, I just want to make a Gleaner joke now. <laughs> even though I have never even been in a Gleaner combine, have no reason to hate them I at was, all. I was waiting for you to like compare a bow to a Gleaner. Oh yeah, I just was waiting for it. Hell, you don't even see them anymore. Well, you see them oh, broke down. They're out there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're out in the fields. <laughs> Guys are still buying What you call them. a field ornament? Blue glass and all. <laughs> they're out there. Blue glass and all. And but, most of them have the the little 45-degree uh, auger all cocked out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Full water. <laughs> but anyway. Don't but, make no sense. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with a new bow. So if you're someone that's a newer hunter and you just got any bow, I don't want to say nothing wrong with a new bow, any bow that you can get your hands on and use and practice with is going to be just fine. So don't beat yourself up over brands or anything like right. that. Right. I mean, because, best yeah. you honestly did it the best way. You know, go down, shoot a bunch of them, see which one feels comfortable to you, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the key. Like, you got yeah. just like you into every podcast, go shoot your bow. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Get out there and use it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Right. So how long? You're 17 when you started. You got yep. your bow. And I'm kind of just building up your timeline yep. here because yep. – um, I'm fascinated by big butt killers, consistent big butt killers, because at what point from 17 did you kind of feel like I'm kind of figuring out this big buck thing or was it, did you kill a big buck and then it kind from there it clicked a little bit or how, how did your big buck journey kind of build into what it is now? Well, the first year I killed was, you know, he was small. He might've been, he was a one and a half or two and a half year old. He was tiny little basket rack mm-hmm. and, um, Super excited. I mean, that deer got me super jacked up, right? Obviously, everybody's oh, first yeah. buck. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. It doesn't matter how big they are. Yeah. And so got that under my belt. And then, you know, Saturday mornings back in the day, you'd get up. What do you do? You flip on the TV and you're watching guys shooting 150, 160 inch deer. And you're going, yeah, man, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so looking at the magazines, figuring out where we're at, it's like, well, shit, I kind of won the lottery. This is. <laughs> ground zero for big bucks yeah, like yeah. we're I, in the golden in, triangle you yeah know? yeah i live in like, the best spot for whitetail right exactly <laughs> by chance exactly <laughs> and so kind of lucky too i mean a couple years into it when i killed those deer my dad came out and my dad all he's ever done is just worked you know mm-hmm. never had any hobbies and he came out with me and helped me track the deer and get him out of the woods and like he was like a little kid like he was excited about it too yeah, and I was yeah. Like, well, shit, that's cool i'm gonna get my dad a bow for father's day so i got him a bow and so i got him into hunting with me that's cool nice. yeah that's awesome yeah and so um we actually ended up getting a piece of ground and uh that we can hunt on our own and we've just gotten to the point where you know you start out shooting 120 inch comes out and you're like oh shit here he is this Stud. is my, this a is monster. my day yep. i'm about to be famous yeah <laughs> <laughs> world yeah, North american whitetail for sure and then you get up to him you're like okay maybe he's not quite <laughs> as big as he i thought he was yeah but, yeah you yeah. know you just stair step up i mean i've been oh, doing yeah. it climb for the ladder 20 some odd years and um mm-hmm. when we got our, our our ground that we're on now 
it um had some pretty good deer on it that hadn't had much pressure mm-hmm. before we got it and i ended up shooting a about 164 inch mm. mainframe nine with a kicker off his g2 mm-hmm. super like six inch bases just a real big Monster studly old brute. buck you know yeah yeah and had no idea what i'd killed at that moment you know <laughs> i mean i'm out there with this guy that i was kind of running around with at the time buddy you know hunting buddy guy yeah and uh, we're struggling to get this thing on the back of a ATV, and like I didn't get any good field photos, mm-hmm. and I'm just like kicking myself over it now. But that deer pretty much lit the fire for big bucks in me. Gotcha. Yeah. And that was in '99. Yep. And um, killed him. So is this the same piece that you're still hunting to this day? It is now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. Um, That's so awesome to be able to like invest your heart and soul. And I was talking to my buddy today. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's a okay. Bit, but with property. I was talking to my buddy. I'm like, man, I've never had a place. It's kind of like I've never had with property. I've never had a consistent relationship. Like I'm always like, it's going to end any day. Like this girl's right. going to leave me and I'm going to be heartbroken. So I'm almost like hesitant. It's hard for me to like pass bucks that are 150 at four years old. And I'm like, oh, he could be 170 next year because I'm like, man, it, I always feel like it's a, I'm in an uneasy relationship with a chick and she's going to leave me. And then I'm starting from ground zero but so that's cool that you've been able to dump your heart and soul and and put efforts into a piece you yeah know but what don't I mean? feel special for having trouble passing a 150 because i mean there's oh, a no. lot no, of years no. that you know one, oh i know a mid 140s comes out and you're like god damn i want to shoot that deer <gasps> right. oh, so, yeah. but, but i'm not apologizing for I it you. i will yeah. say because <laughs> as uh dan and sean they're out here from out east i'm like i like to shoot shit man. exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah but that is cool though Basically, I'm just saying, like, you know, that's what it takes. Like, you've big deer don't come from nowhere. Like, you have to put work into it. So, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm complimenting you because from where that is, it's like you realize at that point, like, man, I can, I can do this and build up into something, which is awesome. Well, and true, that accomplishment of owning your own property has to be like shooting a 180 inch deer. You know, just saying, hey, this is my piece of ground. Yeah, you know it's, it's got to be it's got to be exciting to own your own ground. Also, it's nice. It's really it's good. It's good and frustrating at the same time. You know, because mm-hmm. you see you see what it's out what's out there, and you think, okay, man, the potential for this place is you set a bar somewhere, right? Right. And when it's not hitting that bar, you're going, God damn, what am I doing wrong? What's yep. what's the problem? Yeah, Are my yeah. neighbors screwing me? Am I doing something wrong? What's the deal? Right. And you know, because you're confined to your spot. Totally. At that point. Yeah. yeah. Completely. And you know, I I kind of at times think guys that have three or four spots that they can go bounce around to maybe that's the right approach i mm-hmm. don't know but you know i'm like you said i'm committed to this one spot and it's yeah. it's been fun and it's neat to, to be able to tell the story of a specific buck right like, right absolutely you know i've got one deer that i've got sheds off of for like six years in a row that's cool yeah, yeah. That is just cool. a neat a neat thing i, I think a and different level of anxiety i don't know if you i think we all experience deer hunter anxiety to a point on different levels but that to me i feel like that would be stressful because you're hoping you know, you pass him on, you're like, man, I hope he makes it. Like, gun season comes around, you're like, totally. oh, man, make it through. So yeah. in order to do that, it takes a ton of work, a ton of commitment, a ton of uh, emotional ups and downs. Yeah. Well, um, and I'm bow only. All I do is archery. Really? So every year when it's uh, shotgun season, every shot I hear is like, well, there's another giant that just got shot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like nobody's shooting a doe. In my mind, everyone's a big buck. Right. Getting killed. <laughs> every one of them's a 180. Yeah, exactly. It's like, shit, starting over. Uh, yeah. I, can't, uh, I I get that. Yeah, yeah. everyone's in the woods. Austin is an Austin Chandler out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's calculated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's maybe the problem is, and we're kind of razzing gun hunters a little bit, but we're not for real. Like, it would be different if you knew every one of them. 
had yeah. put in the same amount of work that you put in. Right. right. And you're like, okay, I have, I have less of a problem with a guy who put his heart and soul and emotion and, and ethics into harvesting a buck with a shotgun at a hundred or hundred or ten yards, whatever he blasted right. that. Versus the dude who willy nilly went out and hit your hundred eighty inch buck in the neck on a drive and got lucky, and then he lobs the antlers off and puts them in his garage. You know, it's almost more frustrating. There's been so many two hundred inch deer killed off of my farm or around it mm-hmm. as hundred and twenty inch two year olds or hundred and thirty mm. inch two year olds. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah, the, the the guys that are killing the. Listen, I've got nothing against people who go out and fill their freezer. No problem at all. Shoot yeah. whatever you want to shoot. Everyone has that right. Yeah. But when you sit there and say, well, this is my second buck. I killed a 110-inch uh, eight-point, and now I just killed a 140-inch three-year-old. You know, it's like, gosh, come on. Yeah. Did you shoot any does? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yeah. just, it's like management. It's a management buck. It's right. Like, ah, man, right. we're not in Texas. Right, exactly. Like, that's, I don't know, does that, does that get to you a little bit? And you're like, cold buck. It's like, man, we're not in South Texas, man. It just depends on their age. I mean, yeah. that's cool if you shoot a 120, but as long as he was six. He's nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six years old, that's right. I mean, we've, I've got a couple buddies that come in every year and hunt with me, and it's always, you know, August, September. Guys, here's the lineup, okay? Here's the lineup, yeah. You know, this deer, green light, this deer, red light. Like, I had one buddy, uh, Daniel from Virginia, come in this year, and He's hunting with me, and he sends, we're texting back and forth, and yeah. he says, hey, uh, Scrubby Browse came by. Here's a video. And, I mean, the deer, I'm like, dude, that deer's like eight yards from your stand. What are you doing? He's like, isn't that one on the note, don't shoot list? And I go, that deer's six years old, and he's a 150. Shoot that thing. Like, <laughs> he's shoot like, that motherfucker. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote back. He's fuck. Fuck. But those guys are committed to the program, you know? And, yeah. I mean, that's the only way you get really big deer is if you just yeah. don't shoot them when they're not really big. Yeah. Right. But it also takes, you know, you've climbed the ladder to get totally. to that point. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and that's something we've talked about in recent episodes, you know, with Ross killing his giant and then Chandler killing two mature bucks with his, with his longbow. And um, we're talking about kind of the turning point where, you know, I feel I'm to the turning point now to where, like, I need to be, um, and it kind of going back to property, it's like, I'm I'm at this crossroads a little bit. It's hard for me to know, like, man, I'm going to be looking for a new spot next year, but there's a hundred, like my buck sitting right here is 148 inches. He's 13 inches wide. It's hard for me to pass that deer. And I'm like, I want to, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and then no, I, I get along him. Yep. I get it. You know, so, um, but it takes a different um, experience level and time out in the field and, and, it's a different mindset. It's almost like the progression of an experienced bow hunter. Yep. I don't know if everybody goes through that or if it's just my own mental battle that I'm kind of dealing with. You you or just what, but. you end up honestly, it's like uh, Cole Young said in several podcasts. I mean, he was okay going dry for several years before he kills. You yeah. have to be. I mean, yeah. I I went dry for four years. Well, then also so. not that this is like a pressure that's. It, it feels like it's way it's going to weigh in more in the future, but maybe it won't. It's like, well, now we're a, a, a outdoor hunting production. Right. Yeah. So sure. it's like, how does the it look pressure. if I'm on a podcast, Eric's on the podcast, Doug's on the podcast, Russ, and we go eight years of podcasting and none of us kill any deer. Right. right. Now, I'm not saying that's going to force me to shoot 120 inch deer right. from here for the next eight years. That's not what I'm getting at. But I say you have a lot of pressure building in the back of your head that's that's. That's yeah. keeping you from which that's that's fine. I mean that's how it is, and, that, and it's cool. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Well, it's the same reason why you see Kip Campbell on on there shooting 120 inch deer. Not saying that that's what I'm going to do, but 
It is there. The well, pressure, let me, the pressure let me is there. You, you take the camera this. away. Do any of your sponsors, or, or, do any of them be like, hey, you guys need to put deer on the internet or, you know, things like, do you have nope. to produce? Nope. Yeah. No, I mean, so. That's the thing. Yeah. You don't need to. You don't need to, no. Yeah, but I get it because, like, for a long time I was the same way. Like, one of my good buddy Jimmy, uh, he hunts right around um, me as well. He, His wife, one year, I didn't kill, and it was the first time in, like, five or six years I didn't get a buck. She's like, what are you going to do? You didn't kill a buck. And I'm just like, shit. <laughs> you know, yep. it didn't feel yep. quite right. You know, so then that yeah, next yeah. year, 130 inch eight point comes out and he got smoked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you feel that pressure. It, like, you're a killer, aren't you? So well, why yeah, aren't you killing? Exactly. Yeah. I wonder exactly. if there's like and uh, like non hunter pressure. You get a deer yet? It's like <laughs> fuck you, man. No. Yeah. Hey, did you no. catch any? Yeah, didn't catch any. <laughs> you catch any? Yeah, one yeah, of these. Piss off, Lou. Nah, but it's it's not like a thing that that we dwell on, but it's also like it's in the back of your mind. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe a little. Like it's in kind of mine. But that's like a new thing for yeah. me lately. Like I haven't shot a whitetail buck since seventeen. Yep, mine was sixteen yeah. until this year. Yeah, but I mean, I don't even want to go down that road because it's not what it's about. Right. But right. The, no, no, no. But the point is to kill deer like this giant high nineties whitetail sitting on the studio table. That <laughs> is what you have to Monster. do. You have to be willing to pass bucks that, in the back of your head, you're like. I, I want to zap that fool right in the heart, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Zap that prick right in the heart. Zap that prick right in the heart. <laughs> you know, you want to, but you got to. You can't no, to well, make deer like this. And but. I'll tell you. So I killed that big one in '99, mm-hmm. and then I I killed a lot of 130, 140 inch deer. Yeah. And then I killed a 170 inch ten in 2009. Mm-hmm. And um, then I killed for four or five years. It was like 140, 150. Yeah. And, and you know, if you want to fill tags. In Illinois, you're probably going to have that opportunity on those types of deer. Mm-hmm. And people around us were killing big deer, and I'm going, man, why am I not killing big deer? Why am I not killing a 180? That was like always my goal was to kill like 180 inch typical, 200 inch non typical in my life, right? Mm-hmm. That was where I had to set the bar. Pretty right? awesome goals. Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But they're That's they're achievable, bar. you know, in mm-hmm. Illinois where we're at. And um, it was just always super frustrating to be like, you just keep pushing, you keep pushing, you go, you just try to keep hunting harder and harder, and yeah. it's just not happening. And then you go. You know what? This is getting to be a little bit much. You get a little burned out, so you just back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when you quit pushing, then all of a sudden you kill a 180 and a exactly. 200 class deer. Interesting. Exactly. So, you know, do you think it's because you've let the pressure off, the deer get their age, they get their maturity? Is that kind of what you're getting at with Part that? Part of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, these these deer are not three-year-old deer, four-year-old deer. You know, you got to let them grow up. Right, right. Do you – so um, – I, let's stick with whitetails for a little bit because sure. we're just so deep in the whitetail thing. So we're kind of skipping a yeah. hunt of yours, right. but we will get that hunt. Sure. So let's just talk about, um, pull that other whitetail up here. We have some <laughs> giant whitetails in the studio <laughs> right now for everybody <laughs> listening at home or at work. I, so, bet the, I bet the best part about this big dog laying on the table is... I see. It's got the it's got the landowner tag on it. <laughs> that's you know I'm saving that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so your the buck you're holding was the first buck you shot this season. Yeah, killed him on October. Well, first whitetail killed him on October. Oh, first whitetail. Yeah, sorry, October thirtieth. Um, let's break him down. Let's talk sure. about what he is, sure. and then let's talk a little bit about him and and how you killed him. Okay, sure. Um, so he is a mainframe ten. He's got a Fort G three. Um. And then he's got a little extra coming off of his main beam on the inside. That little kicker's hook. cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down in there. I didn't even see it from the angle you were holding them at. That's yeah, cool. That's super cool. I had no idea he had it when I shot him. You know? <laughs> so I got one picture of this deer um, on my farm, and he's walking 
underneath the camera. It's a spot where they kind of come up off of, they come up onto the road and cross it. And, yeah. And he's like literally like five feet in front of it. And uh, saw it, saw the forked G3 and was like, well, that's an interesting deer. I, you know, didn't think much of him. It was a weird sure. angle. Yeah. And uh, that's the only picture I got of him all really? summer, all year. Yeah. And <clears throat> that was probably in October 21st, 22nd, somewhere in there. Well, my plan, uh, I had a buddy in town, and my plan, there's there's a deer that I've got sheds off of that I brought in here. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's a really long main beam deer. Yeah, 30-inch beam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look unreal. And uh, I've got sheds off of him for like three or four years. Yeah. And so I've been after him, and he's just that deer that I really wanted to kill this year. Yeah. So I knew where he was kind of been hanging out, and it's a morning sit stand, you know. And mm-hmm. so late October, it's like, all right. It's time to go. It's time to go. And, um, my girlfriend was going to come up and hunt with me one day this, uh, late October weekend and was hunting mornings in the timber. She comes up, it was Friday the mm-hmm. 30th. And so I'm hunting the, the buck in the morning and I'm like, okay, I'll shoot does in the evening. Yeah. Right. And she's in town, never been out on a deer hunt before. And it's like, let's just go somewhere. Oh, where never, ever, never, ever, never even seen a deer, you know, in a hunting oh, situation. Wow. Right. Right. So I'm like, well, let's just go somewhere where we can sit and see some deer. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, we go down. I've got a food plot down on the south side, and mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of uh, brassicas and some winter wheat and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so we go down there, and a bunch of does are piling out, and there's, you know, 20 or 30 deer. By the way, the we'll talk about some big-time food plots here okay. after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Um, but there's a bunch of does out feeding and a couple of small bucks. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's fi- it's the time when the smaller deer are like, Hey, it's ladies' night. Let's go. Let's, right. Let's right. Go, right? Hey. right. Yeah, exactly. They're going to club. Having a good time here. I wish I had that that song on cue right now. We don't own the copyright, but I play it anyway. <laughs> exactly. So they're they're out there chasing does around and stuff, and and it's getting towards evening. And you know, is it, she it, freaking it, out about this right now? Like seeing all this, or is she kind of uh, like you know, you guys know how it is where there's like a does out in the field feeding, or there's like ten does out in the field feeding, and then next thing you know, they're all looking back in the timber, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, what's coming out? All their heads then, pop up, and they're looking. You're just like, oh boy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're making like, Play-Doh. Play-Doh, Play-Doh snakes. Yeah. Play-Doh snakes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then a two-and-a-half-year-old pops out, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. great. And, and the two-and-a-half-year-old walks over, and he's just kind of giving the does a stink eye, and then gets about ten yards away from him, and Pops over at him and chases Bumps him around him a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sniffing butts. Yeah. And uh, she's like, there's a buck. Shoot it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, why are they so mean to the does? Right. <laughs> like, hey, listen, it's reality. How it works, right? It's yeah. how we want to be to you, but we can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Society says we have to behave. God damn, Kurt. <laughs> oh, I mean. So so they were doing that. You know, there's, there's three or four small bucks and uh, a bunch of does. And then it's getting towards evening and. Next thing you know, every deer in the field picks its head up and just looks. And there's just this little dip in the field, and it rolls into the timber, mm-hmm. and the timber drops down into this creek bottom. So it just kind of, it's rolling off, right? Yeah, yeah. And every deer's looking over there, and next thing you know, this dude pops out. And I'm like, hmm, that's a pretty good buck. <laughs> and he walks over, and I'm like, turn on the, and we had a video camera. I said, turn on the camera. And so she turns it on, and, and you see uh, one of the smaller bucks walk over, and then, and then he pops into the screen. And you're like, ooh, he's a lot bigger than these other deer. <laughs> And he and you can see just you know the aggression in his posture and he yeah, walks yeah. he walks this one buck out of the field and then he goes over to the field edge, works a scrape, and uh, he's probably about eighty yards away at this point. Mm-hmm. And there's a doe like 
25 yards right in front of the blind. We're in a ground blind. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I was so, envisioning a tree the whole time. Just yeah. Blind. But yeah, I guess first time deer hunting, yeah. You, you would shoot be her up in a tree. <laughs> 35 foot hang on. Hey, you go up, hey, you gotta go up first. Cause you gotta get to the top. I'm on my stand. Yeah, exactly. get, in get in mine, step on my seat, and then hop in that. That's yeah. your, yeah. Yep. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I don't, I don't think about that. Yeah. So, um, so he goes over and he's working the scrape and then I'm, I'm, I've got my range finder and I'm going, okay, this does at 25. Mm-hmm. The, the edge of the field is 40. If he pops back out and he walks down this edge, I'll just shoot him when he walks out. He's yeah. got to clear this dough. I'll, I'll drill him right there. Mm-hmm. And we're watching him make the scrape and he's in there working it for, I don't know, it seemed like five minutes, but it was probably only a minute or two. Yeah. And um, I'm like, is he going to go down in the timber? Or is he going to come back out? Well, he stops working the scrape and then you can see him shake his head and he shakes his body and he's just totally calm, you know? He turns and he comes back out, and I'm like, "All right, this dude's done." And uh, so what's her mindset at this point? Is she just filming and not really thinking too much, or yeah, are I you kind of telling her, her like, <laughs> like, does she know you're all pumped up, oh, like yeah. excited? Well, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I'm hunting and a big one shows up, mm-hmm. like I'm, I don't get nervous, I don't get shaky, I don't, I don't like think about anything, but. Where's the opportunity to put an arrow in this? Yeah, gear? right. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. That's a like, turning point going back, like to experience. I think, like you've been there before. You're kind of like you've yeah. trained for the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I've I've been in enough situations where I know if he gives you a shot, you better take it because don't wait for him to come closer or give yeah. you a better look. Like yeah. if you feel confident in what you can do with that shot, you better take it. Yeah, right. exactly. So I'm in my head running all the scenarios through as he's walking down this fence line or this this food plot line between the grass and the food plot. And mm-hmm. like I said, as soon as he passes his doe, he's at 40. And he walks down, and he gets right behind the doe, and he turns and comes straight at us. He comes out to the doe. I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to give me a freaking chip shot. Yeah. So he walks out, and the doe, she scampers off, and uh, he comes out, turns broadside. I was drawing, whapped him. and uh, How close? 24 yards oh man yeah jesus and uh and he jump i shoot him and he like takes all four legs jump up off the ground and he like does the mule kick and he runs off and you can hear him crash and i'm just like fucking (laughs) (laughs) just screaming yeah i was excited i was pretty worked up oh yeah yeah. did she uh, did she have any like clue what just happened as far as like the caliber oh no none whatsoever i mean (laughs) that's cool though if you're not a hunter you You don't know know, right right. she knew he just shot it she's like on her phone i just on her phone just like (laughs) (laughs) but she's pretty quick scrolling tinder looking for a different (laughs) boyfriend Doing one of these. This, guy, this guy's insane. <laughs> this guy's this, this worked guy's, up over a deer. This guy's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I bet she catches on pretty quick that this is a big deal. Well, I just didn't know she if did. She did. She did. So, so I shoot this deer, and I'm like you said, I'm all jacked up. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And she's like, oh, so now what? And I was like, well, we're gonna give him a couple minutes here because yeah, yeah. you know he. So he runs out of the field, jumps a fence, and I hear him crashing down through the timber, and um, there was like I said, there's like 30 deer out there, so they're all crashing through the timber, and I'm like. Is he down? Did he right, keep going? Right, I, I'm not yep. exactly sure. Yeah. Right. So we got out, and like I said, my buddy Daniel was there. So we went back up, and she was cold, and uh, she of gets course. cold easy, right? right? So we go back to the cabin, and um, Daniel comes back up, and we, we pull up the uh, camera, and we run the footage. And, I mean, it's, like, perfect, you know? So no I'm kidding. like, get the four-wheeler. Let's go get him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's done. Yeah, and he's like, how big do you think he is? And I'm like, man, I don't know. 162 somewhere in there 164 and yeah, so we yeah. go out there and we get him and um he you know 
he was a lot bigger than I thought. One seventy nine and seven eight. So. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a great crazy, problem. Man. Yeah, congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah, way absolutely. better mass, and and his uh, his brow tines are pretty strong. And bladed, his brow is perfect. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like a knife there, the reason why I was asking about your old lady, I didn't know if you were kind of giving her the business, like, okay, this buck is really big, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or no. you're in the moment, you're well, focused. You know, like I said, I thought he was a one sixties, one fifty eight, one sixty two, somewhere in there. Yeah, we have one uh, trail cam picture you had of him. That's I mean, it, that's right? Like, right. Exactly, and a shitty picture at that. Right, right. Yeah. It wasn't a good one. Um, so he, w- I didn't think he was going to be the highest scoring deer I'd shot to that point. Yeah. Right. Um, which maybe that's good because it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm so that, that was your biggest buck at this whitetail. Um, I killed a 178 a few years ago and then this one's, you know, 179 and 78. Damn. So close, but he's a little bit, so much, wise, so much better to go that way versus the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I just true, killed true. a 180 and it ends up being a 162. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, well, I mean, I've done that. You know, <laughs> going back to the hunt that we skipped over, you know, going out West and seeing these mule deer, these big framey mule deer. Yeah. They screw you up so oh, bad. They, you oh, come yeah. back and you're like, Ah, oh, that thing's not that big. So that's uh, so would that would that would be like the next hunt that you decided to go on? Um, no, actually, that was October fourth, fifth, somewhere in there. It was like okay. the first week of October. Okay. So I, I I just wanted to stick on the whitetail thing yep. while we were yep. already on the whitetail thing. Sorry, Otherwise, dude. no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so do we go? Do we go to the mule deer now? And do we come back? Let's go to the mule deer. This is your let's end on the the, let's end on the big boy. Let's go to, Ross is all jacked up on Ross has got a mule deer boner. Yeah, he's right, all worked right. up on his mule. <laughs> I want he's, one. He's like, yeah, he's, <laughs> and he's over here. Don't get so I'm, vulgar. Right? I'm telling you, man. I want to. I want to hear the story on this. So, big old boy. Yeah, so I, I was just whitetail mode. That's why we went straight into the first one. But congratulations. That's we're going to dance. Stuff. We're going to dance man. a little bit. I we're appreciate gonna, it. We're going to dance. So yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. This mule deer you brought in is. Framey is all I get mean, out, man. Groove. I thought it was yeah. fucking fake when you brought it in. Yeah, it looks like somebody made it. It's giant. It's, it's just huge. framey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. So, obviously, have you hunted mule deer in the past? Is this the first mule deer hunt? Like, what's the layout there? Nah, so um, part of, you know, I touched on being a little bit frustrated with not killing giant whitetails when I felt like I should be back years ago. Yeah. You get a little bit burned out. You want to maybe focus on something else for change a it up a little change break, it up right? a little bit yeah, yeah. so but mule deer have always just been that one thing that's like you see him in a magazine or you see some guy like randy ulmer holding some oh, 240 dude. inch oh. velvet giant you're just like i want to do that you know? <laughs> why can't i do that that yeah, looks pretty exactly. cool yeah, what about for me? Sure. the what randy about ulmer me? photos i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about oh, man in and some the, desert somewhere out they're always wherever. perfect too yeah yep. um so so that kind of got the uh fire lit for muleys and um Went out on a hunt, and, you know, Clint Casper's a badass. <laughs> yeah, he's a stud. <laughs> that no, dude, no, no bullshit. Like, he's all right. For him to be able to go out there and do it all himself, I mean, that's the way to do it for sure if he can do it. He's tougher than whale shit. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. I mean, t- to go into a different unit that I don't know what kind of homework he's doing on these units, but to say... <laughs> I'm not going to hunt the same unit twice. I'm just going to go explore and then yeah. go and get it done. I will tell you, before Clint killed his the one he, the hunt he almost died on, went to that one in Colorado. Was, he sent me the Onyx information of where he killed that deer, and you would not. I'm not kidding, dude. You would not believe the top of the lines of where he killed that buck. I believe it. It, it is the way up there tightest lines. That, and I looked at it, I'm like, dude, I don't think I could physically do that. Like, it would take me a year and a half oh. of cutting weight and then, like, building muscle. And hiking, just, like, and yeah. building my leg. Get your endurance. I'm not up. kidding, man. I I should have just zoomed in and screenshot it so you couldn't see any information just to, like, 
pull it up in moments like this. Like, look at the lines here. Um, that dude's a freaking animal. Would, Ross, yeah. do you remember when we went to Wyoming yeah. on our black bear hunt and yep. Clint was in the car with us? Remember, he goes, yeah, I remember that rock face I got stuck on? Yeah. It, it looked like that right there. And it was, and I'm like, like that? Insane. He goes, yeah, he goes, that's where I shot him and I got stuck up there. I feel yeah, like mountain need, goat stuff. Yeah, like, mountain goat stuff. Crazy. You need rock climbing gear in order to get up He's that. by himself. Yep. If he would have fell, he would have died. I For think. sure, yeah. Well, he hired um, a rock repelling guy to, after he hurt his ankle getting down. I don't know if you heard that podcast. They I hired I a, that one. somebody that a rock climber, a guy who repels and stuff. And the guy was like, "Hey, where do you?" Uh, they're on their way in. Uh, he paid the dude like I don't know how much to help him get it out. He goes, "What uh, whatever mountain or whatever canyon or drainage? I don't know the terminology. What what it was it?" And he goes, "Oh, I killed it over in here." And he goes, "You got to be fucking shitting me." He goes, "We repel in that area." And yeah, so pretty much the rock climber guy was like, "You're dumb." Like you could have died. <laughs> You're an idiot. So anyway, like how the hell did you get there? Tough spot. Yeah. I don't know. So what it's I'm saying crazy. is, I, I don't take quite that approach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Clint's a badass, and I, I don't think I many him, people right? take that approach. No, I mean the do-it-yourself thing, super awesome, and um, would love to do it. Just my life yeah. right now, I don't have that kind of time. So mm-hmm. I've been hiring. I've been going with some outfitters, and um, yeah. started out. I went with my dad and a couple guys out to Nebraska, geez, eight ten years ago, and we got. You know, it was one of these. Why would we pay five grand to this guy when we can pay eighteen hundred to this guy? And yeah, yeah, you get right. out there and it's like uh, now. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yep. So we went on this uh, this wild goose chase out there in Nebraska, and it, I mean it was pretty country and it was neat and it, we yep. went and um, it was fun, but uh, ended up finding another guy in Colorado mm-hmm. later that year, and um, I was like, "Hey, what's your deal for next year?" This and that, and he ends up calling me and he says. Uh, Hey, I'm at a uh, oil change shop right now, and I just uh, got a call from a landowner. There's this big mule deer on his place, and we've got a voucher. If you want to come out next week and kill him, we probably could get it done. And I said, count me in. Well, I'm on my way. Sounds- I'm on my yeah. way. Let's well, do it. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 And you so- listen to our podcast for 16 hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I went out there. That kind of got me into the Colorado mule deer game. And one of the guys that was this guy's guides at mm-hmm. the time um, – guy named jeremy fiscus who actually has spun off and done his own thing now for a company called sandy hills hunt company mm-hmm. and you know some guys like i'm sure all of you guys from what i know fall into this category but some guys are just killers mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i mean jeremy is a fucking killer yeah he's yeah. killed 240 plus 250 inch Ooh. 250 inch mule deer pull up his website it's, it, he's unbelievable and He's like a Colorado Devin Leonard then, mm-hmm. our buddy that's like that in, in Utah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just year after year after year, gets it done with the bow. Unbelievable. And so when he started his thing, he was like, you know, I've got spots. If you want to come out and do it, you know, let's do it. And I said, yeah, yeah. let's do it. And so I've been going out there with him for four or five years. And uh, the last three, he's had me with uh, one of his buddies, Neil, as my guide. And we just hit it off well. And yeah, we've gotten it done all three years. So awesome. this is actually my fourth muley. No kidding. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But frame-wise, this one puts the other ones. Is it he the biggest score-wise, I guess? You know what's funny is all of them score like 183 to 185. No kidding. Yeah. Can't complain about that. But they're all so different, though. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Perfect. Yeah. See, that's, that's what is cool. Like, there's different – I mean, you can categorize whitetails and different frames, sure. looks, and all that. But I feel like muleys, it's more consistent to – 
like what their frame does. I don't know. Oh yeah, does that makes sense. Like it does. You have just have wide framey suckers that just blow your mind. It's hard to wrap your head around around a rack that looks like that. Pull that sucker up, man. You know the two the twos the twos and threes count a lot with those big splits. Yeah. But then, but then you throw a spread on it like <laughs> that. Like God. you got you got to tell me what the spread is on that thing. I wish I knew. I mean, I don't even know. Those guys put the tape to it when okay. we were uh, cleaning yeah. them up, so I didn't. I didn't even catch what the spread is. But it's got to be twenty five. Oh, it's got to be at least that 25. buck's got to be. I don't know. Two six. <laughs> oh I mean, it's, that buck's probably twenty eight inside. Yeah, man. I was gonna say he's it, he's over twenty five. He's I wide. got whitetails that do just a touch over twenty, and he's he's wide. Yeah. He's, He's wide as shit. Yeah. Um. Huge twos and threes <laughs> inside their head. So let's inside talk, a one eighty inch deer. <laughs> so let's talk about this. I mean, how did you know about this buck going in with this guy? Or yeah. Did, so, um, like I said, I'm kind of buddies with Neil down. So he'll shoot me pictures all summer long. Like, hey, check out these deer yeah, yeah. and, that, and um, the different spots. These, these guys are professionals that are on them all year long. They live and, it, yeah. and that's kind of the thing. Is you know, I don't like like I was saying, Clint. Clint's doing an amazing thing, and I just I wish I had the time to do that, but I just don't. So I go yeah, out with these yeah. guys and. If I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take the time, I want to be hunting deer. I don't want to be yeah. trying to find deer. Trying to find deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, you cut a lot of, I don't want to say waste, but yeah, a lot of time learning yeah. and then trying to find deer on ground you're unfamiliar with. Because you don't have time, sure. don't have time yeah. to do it. You know? So, I mean, I don't sit here and say I'm a good mule deer hunter. I go with really good guys that mm-hmm. get me in position to make a shot. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Hey, dude. That's all right. Why dude. not? But it's fun. It's a, it's a yeah, lot Absolutely, of fun. it's fun. And you know, the thing is out there, it's all spot and stalk. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you're sitting there watching them in the fields and go lay down in these little sand hills, and yeah. then you put a sneak on them. Absolutely. I'm telling you what, chasing, so much chasing muleys is... Dude, it's fun. It's so freaking awesome. And, you know, I don't care if it's a 140 or a 180. Like, just getting on the ground and crawling through grass yeah. that's like oh, six yeah. inches tall and trying yeah. to creep and oh, make yeah. a game plan. Like, so these, these deer that we... That this buck was with two other big bucks that weren't quite as big as him, a couple of small bucks... And then like thirty does. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh boy, those They're, are the killers. Yeah, they a lot were of out eyes out there for a lot sure. Of eyeballs, and they were out feeding in this sorghum patch that was about you know maybe not quite waist high. Mm-hmm. So you'd look out there and you'd see all these doe heads, and then just like three giant racks, mm-hmm. and you'd just be able to watch them from two miles away. That's classic there. Eastern Colorado in my head when I think of mule deer. I think of sorghum fields. Absolutely, like, yeah. And so these deer were out there feeding in the overnight, and then we'd watch them in the morning line out out of this field and they go into these uh sand hills and mm-hmm. like we could watch mm-hmm. them to a point and you'd see them drop in and it's like okay if they come out if they keep going you'd see them come out the bottom mm-hmm. and if they didn't then you're like okay they're bedded in there somewhere They'll be there in right? the morning yeah. well no then you go get them and so oh, yeah. they're oh, going yeah. to bed down that, that's the difference you know is yep you're picking out a deer and you're saying we're gonna go kill that deer yeah yeah and that's what's fun. following back yeah. to his bed and that's it shot. exactly it's just yep. action that's it. All the time, yeah. Yeah, so we dropped into this uh, this spot where they were all bedded at about 9 o'clock in the morning. We let them all get laid down and, and get mm-hmm. calmed down. And it was pushing it a little bit. We'd been on this we'd been on this deer for two days. Um, we had an encounter with a different buck earlier in the hunt that mm-hmm. we, we ended up losing him, and we decided to go a different path. Mm-hmm. And so we drop in there, and like I said, there's, you know, 25, 30 deer in this, in this little bowl that are all bedded in this grass. And we yeah. ended up blowing out. Every single deer except for this buck. No shit. Yeah. And um, got to 55 yards from him. And uh, he stood up and uh, took a shot at him. And, you know, the, my guy's right there next to me. And we're ranging him. And, and the thing is, they're bedded, right? So you get in position. Yeah. And then you're waiting for him to stand up. And, I mean, we were in an absolute perfect spot. 
and this deer, all you can see is this frame sticking up above You're this staring at the whole time. It's just moving, yeah. just moving around. Oh. For like 30 minutes, we're just sitting there waiting for him to stand. And like Man. you said, it's just like. Okay, question for you then. Yeah. Are you calm now at this point? Because it's a, it's a mule deer. You've got money. I mean, you've you got, got time. That frame just. In that frame. Um, or, you know what I mean? Are you <laughs> are you white-tailed giant calm? Like, you prepared for the moment? Or is the unique circumstance got you out of your. Well, if, let's back up for a second. So I get out there the first day. The first morning, there's another buck that we were going after, and we ended up bedding him in some, some um, sagebrush that was about shoulder high. Yeah. And we ended up sneaking to him, and uh, we got 50 yards, and that's kind of the distance. They don't like to get too much closer than Yeah, that's fair. And, um, and, and I'm ready for that. You know, we go out there. And, yeah. and so I get out there. Did, shame on me. Didn't take, didn't take any time to practice. We just grabbed the bow, went out there, get this deer bedded, get on him. He stands up. He's looking right at me. And um, Neil's going, if you want to shoot this deer, you better shoot. Mm-hmm. And he goes, if you want to thump. And so, uh, you know, the second time he says it, I let her fly because I was just like pin on his, on his, right on his throat patch. Yeah. Let it rip. And you just see my arrow just like fishtail through the middle of his rack. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So we go back to his shop and uh, he, he he's a big time bow tech. He knows all that stuff. And, yeah. and we were looking at my bow and the cams are out of timing. Oh, so he uh, he adjusted all my stuff. We went out the next day, shot about a hundred arrows, <laughs> got to feeling really good, and um, then we went back out and and then you know fast forward two days later, here we are, inside a sixty on this buck. Yeah, yeah. And so I wasn't nervous. Like I'd shot enough, got the confidence back that I was like, okay, we're just gonna drill this thing. Yeah. And so he stands up, and I put my fifty a little bit high on him, and uh, let it rip, and Neil goes. Oh, you fucking smoked him. Mm-hmm. And the deer, he had no clue. He pops out, walks like two steps, and he's just looking back at us. After he'd already been shot. After I'd shot. And I go, give me another arrow. Give me another arrow. He's like, you smoked him. I go, give me another arrow. So I drop, I draw, I, I knock another arrow, draw again, let it fly. And then you just hear thump. And he takes off. And I'm like, Fuck, and then it's just an adrenaline yeah. dump. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just like, holy shit. When you're in that moment before you shoot, you don't feel that adrenaline. Then once it lights go and it hits it, then it all hits you at once. That's yeah. exactly right. But <laughs> but so, you know, as far as being nervous when that deer was standing up, that's the one thing about these mule deer hunts when you get in there. If the deer don't know you're there and you got time. Yeah. Like if you get in there and then you're just like, okay, I just knocked narrow. I'm going to kneel down. Oh, shit, he's standing up. It'd probably be a little more stressful, mm-hmm, but when you mm-hmm. get in there and you're like, okay, he's 52 yards, 56 yards, whatever, you know, whatever the situation is. Yeah. And you go, he's going to stand. His body's going to be right there. I'm going to put my green pen right here, you know, cause I yeah. shoot five pens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, I'm going to put this pen right there. I'm going to hold my, fo- I'm, this is how it's going to go down. You're, you're you visualize cal- it. You're calculated. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. you just, you, you visualize it. Yeah. And, and when I'm on those hunts, at least for me, that's all I'm doing is just replaying that shot that I think is coming in my oh, yeah. head yeah. over yep. and over and yep. over. When you did it all the way out there on the drive, right. you know what I mean? Like right. you're doing it weeks up in your head. That's, that goes a long way. I think mental visualization on how a hunt is going to go down in yep. your head. And, I, I and another thing, um, mule deer are more apt to stand there and look at you. If they catch you, no question, they'll stand there and look at you and you, you can hit them with a range finder. You can adjust your sight. You can go to full draw. As long as you're moving slow, they'll just sit there and look at you like, what the hell is that? I mean, they give you a lot more time than a whitetail. Oh, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. not even close. For yeah, me it's and Eric, totally different. Uh, my like my guide Corey Pearson like almost amped me up more because he's like, 
we're about to go sneak in on him. He's like, oh, we're fucking killing him. And, like, and then I was like, oh, shit, like, it's happening. Like, I'm about to do this. So that, I was I was pumped up when I did it. I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. Because yeah, well, you guys killed your mules in Nebraska. Yeah, and the yep. guy, the guy like, pumped me up. He's like, oh, we're fucking, he's done. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that's how this. mine was. <laughs> mine popped up out of his bed, and, and then we were up on a ridge above him, and he just sat there and looked at us. And I, I drew back. I was already draw back, and he pops up. And for, I run a kisser button, you know. And for some reason, I don't know what happened. I couldn't find it. Because oh. the angle or something? Yeah. yeah like, you were I was, like, straight down. down. Yeah. And then finally I shot and I smoked him. Like, he ran yep. 15 yards and died. And Corey, Corey, our guy, looked over me and goes, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> he goes, I thought that deer was going to run away. You said there forever. <laughs> well, you got to take your time, man. Oh, yeah. been missing oh, yeah. one and, and yeah. drilling it like you but did. Like I said, mean, though, you can get away with it on a muley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, can get away with it. It's a lot. little different. But so, so uh, the fir- the, with Neil, the first three years, this was the third year I'd been out there. The first two years, we killed the second day both years on nice deer. And so it was like, hey, you know what? Let's. I don't want to just go out there and shoot a deer. Let's film this. Let's get it. Let's do something a little bit more, you know? Yeah. So that first buck we went on, we, uh, we were filming that. And so we got that wild shot on film and mm-hmm. then we did a sneak on this deer, um, the day before I killed him and it didn't go well. And so then when we had this deer bedded the next day, I said, leave that fucking camera in the truck. <laughs> 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 Let's go kill this guy. <laughs> that thing's fucking jinxing us. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. done fucking around. Exactly. <laughs> we got to seal the deal. Leave the camera. Yeah, exactly. out of the city. Fuck that camera, man. That's right. That's right. So so we got him killed and and uh, head back to Illinois. And then the funny thing is, so I've got an 11-year-old daughter, Georgia, that first year she wanted to go hunting. Like, she's been out in the blind with me a bunch. Yeah. Um, her seven-year-old sister, Hattie, she hasn't been out a ton, but she's been a few times too. But mm-hmm. So Georgia wanted to go hunting this year. And I said, okay, let's do it. So coming back, like, October 6th, 7th, somewhere in there, youth season's coming up that weekend. Right. So I come home, and I'm going around, I'm checking all the cameras. And on the south side of my farm, I've got this food plot that um, there's a there's a gate hole coming out of the timber and a lot of deer walk through there well i've got a camera up right there and i checked this camera and the big one has been coming out september 30th october 1st october 2nd 3rd 4th <laughs> between 4 30 in the afternoon 5 30 in the afternoon oh. every single Damn. day there go we're in the money here i'm like do i because t- i'm thinking he's a 180s deer i'm going do i take georgia in and ruin her let her shoot this deer, her first deer. Like Ruin her. Yeah. Never yeah. get another deer like that yeah. ever in her what life. What a thing to contemplate. It's like, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. So I was just like, do I, I have any other spots? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we ended up going to a couple of different spots where she, same type of deal, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's go get, let's go where we know we're going to see a bunch of deer, make it fun. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, right. and right. so we did that instead. And, and I kind of laid off this deer, and, and, or the bigger deer, and, and uh, ended up shooting the one we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then you guys remember it got kind of hot in first week of November. Yeah, right? yep. So nope. I, yeah, in November. Yep. Yeah. It got hot. Yep. So I kind of laid off of them for a little bit and um, had the girls that weekend, uh, that first weekend of November, and then I had some more buddies coming in that second weekend, and um, you know after I'd shot that deer, the first deer, the one eighty deer, when I shot him October thirtieth. That next night, I didn't hunt because I wanted to get some pictures with him. Mm-hmm. So I got the pictures done, and then I went out Sunday morning, and that deer with the long main beams actually came in. And um, it was a real crazy deal where 
first it was the first time I'd had a shot at him in three years of chasing him. He came in one time late season in a food plot and just didn't give me a shot. But mm-hmm. um, this was the this was the first time I'd seen him where I actually could get an arrow in him. And he was with a doe, and it was a really windy morning. And um, was watching a bunch of deer off to one side. And I turned around, looked back, and I'm in the middle of the timber, just deep in the timber. Yeah. And I turn around, and he's like 50 yards away with this doe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, there's the big one. Like in his his tines are spaced out really far on his main beams. Mm-hmm. So it was really easy to recognize him. So oh, like yeah. you knew right away that was him. Instantly, yep. you know. And I'm like, shit. Pretty recognizable. <laughs> For sure, yeah. And uh, and this doe, she just kind of meanders over, walks 20 yards broadside, goes over, cuts, gets down on the trail, and, and like passes me. And I'm like, sweet. She she cleared. Now he's going to follow right behind her. This is going to be a chip. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. And so he comes down. And instead of, like, veering out to the right, he takes a hard left and kind of, like, walks behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm drawn. And, I mean, he's... around you. Yeah, he's inside of 30, you know. So I'm, like, drawn, and he's moving, coming kind of towards me. And I'm, like, bleating at her, like, like, you know, stop. Hey, hey. And he didn't even give a shit. He just kept walking. <laughs> yep. And there was, like, some uh, honeysuckle behind me, little yep. bush honeysuckle. And he gets behind there. And so I let back down. The doe, like I'm between him and the doe, mm-hmm. and he's like eight yards away, but behind this big oh, piece of brush. Man. And he lets out like four of these like deep, 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 deep grunts. And um, I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then he pops out. And, <laughs> hey, that's cool. How yeah. neat is that? That's yeah. pretty neat. That's yeah. neat. <laughs> and so then he pops out onto this trail, and, and I draw, and he stops, and he's looking up this path at the doe. And I'm thinking, okay, he's probably 30. So I, and I have to cut, there's a branch in front of him. So I have to like dip down a little bit yep. Yeah, yeah. and I'm trying to rush the shot. Cause I'm like, this is the deer I've been after for three years. I got to get it in him. And so 30 pin right on his shoulder, let it go. And it's just this thump and uh zero penetration. Mm. And the doe runs off. He runs over to the doe. They stand there. They look back at me and um, then they run down into the bottom. And I'm going shit. I didn't. I I hit the shoulder. There's no question. About right. It. And right. it wasn't like the the uh, the scapula. It's like that bone that comes off the scapula. Yeah. Down. Yep. It's almost like part of his leg bone. And right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That short one that kind of very runs. very hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of give there. No. So I got down, went over, found my arrow, and actually the shaft the the shaft in, the end where you the, the insert, insert is. Yeah. Yep. Like the arrow like split and. Yep. Um, it's like when you shoot Doris. You shoot, you shoot a steel target. When you kinda. shoot a yeah. steel Absolutely. target. That's yeah. exactly it's like, right. It's like a, you got a, a carbon paintbrush. That's exactly right. Nothing more that tells you that you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. You look at that. Exactly. Yeah. So, Survey says. What a, sink, what a sinking feeling. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. And so, you know, I'm sitting there going, fuck, I could have shot 280-inch deer in the same weekend. That's just Well, I did shoot them. I just didn't recover both of them. Right, right. But we gave him four hours and uh, came back out and then ended up getting on his blood trail and trailed him about close to a half a mile and um we were still coming across fresh blood and i was like you know we're pushing him and he's alive probably want to just leave him alone he is circling back into the middle of the farm and i was mm. like we'll just let him be and uh i'll just try to get on him later this year yeah yeah so that was kind of my plan was um again to just hunt those areas in the mornings right and then try to go out on the edges and shoot some does in the afternoons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that like i said that was november 1st i think it was whatever that sunday morning was and um Kind of laid off of it for a couple of weeks, and then I had a couple other buddies coming in town that uh, second weekend of November, and a friend of mine shot a nice eight point Thursday, Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. or maybe it was Friday morning. Either way, he shot one, 
uh, we got that out of the woods and then we were going to go hunting that evening and same deal. I was going to go shoot a doe and, um, whatever the wind was, I was, I was, I knew where I wanted to go. And when we were leaving the cabin, cause this deer that I shot last year, he was a typical, which I guess you'd call him a typical 11 point six on one side, five on the other. Everything came off the main beam. There was no non-typical points. Right. And I figured him to be a mid one sixties deer. <clears throat> and, uh, this year he's got that forked G2 on the left. And I was like, man, if he could just grow that off of his main beam, he'd really be something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so, um, I was kind of torn on, do I really want to try to kill this deer or not? And so I was kind of staying away from his spots. And this was kind of a, a little bit in his range type of area where I was headed. Gotcha. And it was a spot I hadn't hunted yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I told my buddy, I was just like, Hey, uh, I hope I don't have to make a decision on whether or not to shoot a 180 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Tough out here. Yeah, right? <laughs> just kind of joking more than anything. Just calls his shot. Yeah. 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 And so, well, I was like, oh, I just listened to the Casey's Pizza Challenge one, too. I was like, <laughs> what are Casey's tonight? <laughs> yeah. I want to. That'd be awesome. Do the Casey's Pizza Challenge, kill a giant, and then message it to Kurt and tell him he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just I would have you. I would have loved that, by the way. Sure. <laughs> so I go down there, again, sitting in a ground blind. And, um, a bunch of, do- I mean, this food plot, you know, I've kind of figured out recently, I've been playing around with it a lot, but I've kind of figured out how I like to set up my food plots to where I've got a strip of, um, switchgrass around the perimeter of it to kind of hide them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Give them a little bit of feeling of security. Yeah. And so what I like to do is I'll drive past the food plot to where deer can see me in the truck and if anything's in the food plot, it'll run them out, and then I can park and get in before they come back out. Right, mm-hmm. just sneak right in there. Try to, yeah. Yeah, smart. Well, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But yep. I'd rather spook them with a vehicle than walking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Stuff they've never been ran by, down by, or exactly. They yeah. know once they get in the trees, they're safe. Yeah. And so, so I drove through. Nothing was in the food plot, and I was like, "All right, great." So I, I go and I park and I get into the blind, and. Um, I'd actually just set the blind in there the week before, and I really didn't clear out any of the brush that was in there with it. Mm-hmm. So I had one of those like battery operated hedge trimmers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was just talking like a ground blind or like an elevated blind. No, or? just like a pop up ground blind. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so I'm in there doing the the hedge trimmers, just going, <laughs> you know, and I'm, clean, I'm, I'm cutting all this switchgrass and throwing it out of the blind and. And I, I not down. trying to be quiet, not at all. No, I mean, <laughs> right. it was a little bit windy, so I wasn't worried about it, but, yeah, yeah. but it was like not trying to be stealthy. No. And I was trying to get it done before anything showed up. Right. Is yeah. that the craziest thing though? Like I did that this year. I went into a stand and I hadn't hunted and I had to trim some stuff and I'm making all kinds of racket. Yeah. And I look over and there's a 110 inch. He like, he must've heard me moving around shit. And he's just sitting there staring at me. Yeah, well, some of that stuff crazy. like with a saw or something like that, it's not like, it'd be worse if you were talking. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, like totally. you're, you're better off to just almost rip the band aid off, hurry up and just get this shit over with. I had like a handsaw, like I'm sawing with, like just yeah. rustling yeah. leaves and all kind. He probably thought I was another I know a lot of guys who've killed, who's killed deer, um, a guy who killed a few really like studs trimming shooting lanes and have his bow tied up to his pole rope and shoot him while he's trimming shooting lanes because I hear that. Oh, yeah. Yep. But anyway, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. You're trying to just, like, get it over with. and Yeah, so I, was just, I wasn't being stealthy at all. And, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm running that thing, and, and I uh, I get it cleared out to where I can move my feet around a little bit or reposition if I need to and something comes out. And, yeah. And then I look up, and two does walk out 
almost instantly. And I'm just <laughs> like, okay, that's good. And um, I'm sitting there thinking, tonight's tonight I'm going to shoot a doe, right? Mm-hmm. And about, I don't know what it was, 15 does or something come out. And, and this is a food plot that's just under an acre. And so it's about 100 yards from where I'm sitting to the edge of the timber. And mm-hmm. it's about 80 yards wide. And uh, these does come out and they, they just feed close to the timber and they're slowly working their way across. Yeah. But they're all the way down to the left. So they're, you know, 75, 80 yards away from me. Mm-hmm. And as the evening's going, some smaller bucks start showing up. And there was this one buck that he broke his main beam off. He's probably a three-year-old and he's just everywhere on the farm this year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he pops out and he's, he's chasing them around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Big time. And uh, he's he's out there chasing them around and, and it's just... A typical mid-November food plot hunt where things are just coming and going, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And I'm just trying to pick out which doe I want. And uh, they kind of get to the point where the bigger does are in the back. And so all the little ones feed up, and they're like 20 yards in front of me. Mm-hmm. And the big ones are probably 35 or 40. And it's like, if it's a doe and they're not in a hurry, I'm just going to take an 18-yard chip shot when they yeah. give it to me or whatever. And so it's getting towards evening. The sun's getting down a little bit and plenty of light left though. Um, a little doe pops out and then a really big doe popped out. And I was like, Ooh, that's a real, that doe's way bigger than the rest of them. I'm going to wait for her to come. Thick old girl. Right. Yeah. Right. And so she's halfway across the field and, uh, and then the big deer comes out, the buck comes out, and I go, "This isn't a doe hunt anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that real changes. quick, yeah, right. So uh, did you? Did he just? Did you look over and he was there? Or did like you see his rack first, or did he? How he was did, just walking out of the timber, like yeah. I, I mean, you can't help but see his rack first. Um, <laughs> right. And a couple of buddies have asked me about it, like, "What did he look like? What was it like?" You know, this and that. And the, the best way I can describe it is like, if you guys remember watching those shows where guys are down there in Texas, and they're in those, you know big shooting lanes yeah and 150 inch deer comes out and he just looks so much bigger than every other deer yeah it's like that except it's not a texas deer <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's a world-class whitetail yeah <laughs> right yeah so he he comes out and i'm just like oh my god he's really big and um he's making his way i mean the ball of does is literally right in front of my stand mm-hmm. or my, my blind yeah and uh, he makes his way across the field and again i just get in that zone where i'm just like Range finder up, shooting every single doe. Which one's he going to come over and try to, you know, check out? Yeah. I want to, I just, as soon as he's inside of 40, I'm definitely going to rip. You want to be ready. I'm ready. And um, he gets three-fourths of the way across the field, and this little two-year-old buck pops out right where he came, and this deer sprints past him and blows every single doe up, and it's just oh. like chaos in the field for like 30 oh, seconds. Man. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? Well, that little buck stops like 28 yards in front of the blind. And the big one just lays his ears back and, like, stiff leg walks right over towards him. <laughs> you some bitch. What'd yeah. you do? Yeah. <laughs> you were running that scenario through your head, were you? Not quite. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when he got to about 28, I let him have it and um, hit him in the shoulder and looked like I got about half of my arrow penetrated in him. Yeah. And he just ran straight back across the field. And um, there was a bunch, you know. The buck, the little buck had scattered them all. So there's deer literally every direction from the blind out in front of me. Yeah. And this buck runs across and uh, he stops on the other side of the field. And I actually pulled up my phone and I'm like videoing him as he's standing there. And I'm going, if he's standing there, I better get another arrow in him. So I just throw my phone down, get my rangefinder up. He's like 78 yards. I'm like, shit, that's, that's a little bit of a poke for me. I don't, I'm not pinned to 78. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, can I stack the pins? Can I try to get this, 
you know, if he's going to walk off, I want to at least give it a shot to get another arrow. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, at this point, it's like you've already shot him. Follow Absolutely. Up. Yeah. yeah. And so, just I had to make sure the people not half paying attention. He's already been shot. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's bleeding and he's he's his head is low. He's hurt bad. Get another you know? arrow on him if you Absolutely. can. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's my philosophy. Yeah, try right. Hey, if he's standing there. Yeah. So for sure. I'm so I'm you know I'm getting another arrow out of my quiver. I'm knocking it and I'm range finding him. And next thing I know, he starts walking to my left and a little doe is out there, and she walks right in front of me, like comes back to me, and he's just like every step is a big limp. You know, mm-hmm. and he walks right back to 25 yards, and I drilled him again. Oh, no. Are you kidding? Swear to God. Holy and he didn't make it out of the field. Double longed him. He ran about 50 yards and piled up. Holy Dang. cow. Unbelievable. What? Yeah. So he was. He was shoulder shot. Shoulder shot. And but just, it was lethal. I mean. Okay. Yeah, the first it, shot was lethal. The, fe- yeah, the first shot was absolutely lethal. He's got, half, he's got lethal. half an arrow in him, right? Yeah, so, yeah, he's half arrow. Definitely dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you're like in offside shoulder at this point, pretty much. Yeah, is what exactly. It like. yeah. He's hurting and he's still going after doves. Correct. That's dedicated. Hey. Yep. But you know that little one came in there and, and got everything all screwed up, and it's like, did he think, oh, another buck just came and poked me? Like Maybe. nobody knew what was going on exactly. That's awesome. And wow, uh, yeah, wild. Had his mindset like the right way oh, yeah. for him to come back. Absolutely. Dude, if oh man, that is badass. Like, man, that, that two and a half year old snuck up on me. I don't know where he went. But. Yeah, it's like, hey, he's ninja. <laughs> I, I I bet you that'll never happen to you again. I guarantee you it won't. I mean, that's just insane. I've never that's gotten a fucking sh- crazy. So what yeah. are you thinking when he when he comes back? Are you like, I'm like, let him come. He's walking this way. Right, I'm just gonna right. let him come. And at, you know, same that, thing. You know, you're in that mindset where you're still so zoned in on what's going on. You, like, oh, you yeah. hammered him on the first one. Yeah, and now you're coming. He's coming back in for another hand. At that point, I would be like, this is not happening. That, well, <laughs> like, kind of a little bit. That was running in the back, you know. But it's, it's just like, like, okay, how close is he gonna get? You got inside yeah. of thirty. You got to. Were you were you oh. amped up then though? Like when he's walking back. Yeah. I, I mean, still in the zone. I was, it, it was like Jordan shooting free throws down to game seven. You know? oh, I mean, like, yeah. You're just like, it's, <laughs> that's yeah. a good analogy. Well, I mean, think he's already done the hardest part is getting the initial shot. Yeah. Right. 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 Now it's right. follow up finish and, and finish it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now exactly. he's, now he's saying you want another one, yeah, bro. That's the, fine. We're passing him the ball. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So come in, smoke him again. How far is he run? 40, 50 yards. And, and you and, see him go down? Oh, yeah. I saw him go down. I saw him. <laughs> he just walks over to the edge of the food, uh, runs. And as he's running, you can just see blood spraying out both oh, sides. Yeah. And I'm like, this dude mm-hmm. is done. And You uh, are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. You what do you so say, fucked. Ross? <laughs> you are so This fucked. deer is so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was over for him so at that point. So I want to know about, like, the walk up on this thing because this thing is gi- this is what dream whitetail dreams are made of. Absolutely, yeah. So like I said, I was thinking he's a one eighties deer, right? And mm-hmm. like that was my dream was to kill a hundred and eighty class gross typical whitetail deer. Yeah. And so I am already like, this this is like one of those days that you just don't get enough of in your life. Like I got to take this in. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. by myself. So I ended up actually I called Rachel and I was just like I killed the big one and she's like. Way to go. Awesome. Enjoy it. You know, call yeah, me later. Yeah. See you later. I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then I actually, I called my dad and I was like, Hey, uh, cause we work together too. And you know, this is a Friday afternoon and I'm like, Hey, thanks for letting me chase my dreams. Cause I just, uh, I just killed a fucking giant. <laughs> 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 and he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good job. Uh-huh. And then I texted him a picture and he's like, wow, that is a really Whoa. big deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, you yeah. weren't shitting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so no, it was cool. You know, I had that, um, 
like I, one of the things that's great about deer hunting, um, is the camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, is oh, being yeah. around buddies, the and people get, you meet. And everything. Yeah, yep. absolutely. You know, I don't know that I've met any bad guys that are serious whitetail hunters. You know, they're the all great, to be honest. Yeah, that's why dudes. we all started this podcast for sure. Know, to yeah. kind of get together every week and bullshit about hunting. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but so I had Josh and uh, my buddy Nick were both out there in different spots. And um, it was cool that I was by myself and I got to go up and I got to sit there and have a minute with this deer and um, just be like, this is real. Yeah. You know? yeah Thank yeah. you. It was really fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know. Th- I got to ask you something. Yeah. Because I know I, I would do this and there's no shame in it. Did you cry? I didn't cry. You didn't? No. No, I kind of, I mean. I would have. I've lost some really close people in my life. My brother died a few years back and uh, my grand, both my grandpas. And it was just like one of those things where when really big things happen in your life, you just feel like a connection of like, how the fuck did a 200 inch class deer come out? I get an arrow in him and then he comes back and I shoot him again. Like, right. That's right. not an accident. Yeah. Right. There's some energy there that's yeah. influencing stuff. So try a lot of shit run through your head at this point. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I have to think though, that you sat there and didn't say anything or for a little while. Oh, totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, you know, it's just like, man, did this really just happen? Right, yeah, right. You're trying to take everything in at this moment. Absolutely. You put your hand on this yeah. deer. Ugh, Absolutely. Yep. You know, and going yeah. back to that first big one I killed, that 160-some, um, just rushed through that whole process, you know? Yeah. Hurry up and get him out of here. And, yeah, just yeah. like, all right, we got him. Let's get him in the truck. Let's go. Yeah, oh, high fives and this and that. And, and But then no pictures, no looking back going, yep. you know, that five minutes that I just sat there and just looked at that deer, that was really cool. Like, I didn't do any of that with him. Yeah, you know? yeah. So not doing it and realizing that I didn't do it mm-hmm. since then has made me appreciate the deer that I kill a little bit more now. That's really cool, awesome. man. Absolutely. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I'm all about that, too, man. It's humbling, like, you know. If a buddy calls me, like, dude, I just shot a giant or shot the big one, I'm like, dude, take in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. um, d- like don't rush down and go and get them. Like, call everybody you want to call right now. That's like, right. Celebrate. And live it up. Like, live it up. Get down and then take a deep breath. Like, I took a video the first book I shot this year, I took a video of me just walking. I didn't even do nothing with it just for my yeah. own personal thing of me walking like, man, right now, like I'm the happiest as I get yep. because this is what I live for. These moments are so rare. Absolutely. And they can only happen a couple times a year. And it and depends on what state you live in. It can only happen once a year. That's right. right. And right. you're just you know? engraving that moment into your mind. Yeah, like, that was like the, exactly. so the big one I shot. Me and Eric fucked around for like, what, 20 minutes just staring at him yeah oh yeah him. just sitting there and staring like, at him holy like, shit yeah i honestly think and and maybe this is what you did like if i shot this is literally what white tail dreams yeah, are made of like i think yeah. i would lay down next to the thing and just like <sighs> deep breath until i could just be like man i can't even I can't even imagine <laughs> Where am I? if i <laughs> shot this deer i'd sit down next to i couldn't even put hands on it right away yeah. oh i didn't no i, I just left you him there, there for a little and bit and just was there like Take everything yeah, in. Yeah, give him his space for a minute. Yeah. Just realize yeah. exactly what's going on. Yep. And, I mean, I got up, and then I just went back to the blind, and I was like, did he really loop over there and come back in? And, like, so I followed his blood trail out, and I stood where he was standing and kind of replaying walked everything. it right back in. Look, and look like, back at your blind, just kind of yeah. like, what well, was he looking at? And, and I've got yeah. a picture, actually, of him laying before I even touched him in, in the field where you can see the blind in the background. And, oh, cool. And uh, it's... it's pretty neat to me you know man, i just i know crazy. everything about that picture, yeah you know? no yeah. it's very yeah. special man. yeah absolutely so <laughs> so I, I i do all that and i get i get right with everything and then i uh i jump in the truck and it's probably getting to where it's probably sunset but there's 15 20 minutes of shooting light left and uh josh was in this stand that is in the corner of this field that i can drive to 
And so I just come tearing across the field. With the <laughs> Your buddy Josh probably like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. So Sorry, he gets down. Um, he's like, so he, he didn't on? know you shot it. He didn't know I shot that deer. I didn't tell anybody. No, I just pulled yeah. up and I was like, "Hey, man, you seen any deer?" He's like, "Yeah, he just blew like thirty out of the field." What are you talking about? You like, just pull up to his stand and roll down the window. <laughs> what, are you yeah. do- what are you doing? Blaring like ACDC or something. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, that'd be yeah. Perfect. <laughs> what are you doing that, up there? Dude, I was honestly going to say that, joking around, but I'm so glad you actually. <laughs> That's did hilarious. It. Absolutely. So, so he jumps What's up, in. Pussy? And, <laughs> yeah. And so he jumps in and. Uh, I just hope if one of these guys here, if I shoot this caliber deer, that's happening to one of you guys. I wouldn't expect (laughs) anything less, and I would hope you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So he gets in, and and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, you know. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, we got one on the ground. I was like, we got one on the ground. He's like, all right, cool. And I'm like, yep, it is cool. And didn't really want to feel like just let them know. I didn't show him any pictures, didn't tell him what deer was or anything like that. And then it came back, and. And I was like, let's go, uh, let's go shoot it. Let's go grab him. And they're like, which one did you get? And I go, the fork G2. They're like, what? I was like, yep. And, and again, the whole time, all summer and everything, the pictures of this deer, I'm saying, he's a one, he's probably going to make 180. That's yeah. what I'm guessing. And the mass kind of throws you off. The spread throws you off a little yeah, bit. But yeah. Oh, yeah. He, um, he, he doesn't photograph well as a live deer, but he's just enormous. Um, Should so, we break him down? Oh, I, I want you to finish your story. But yeah. I do want to break him down of what he is for yeah, the listeners. They'll sure. see the cover art and yeah. stuff, but... So um, we had to move the other uh, thirty pack. So where this deer died, we could drive the truck right to him. Mm-hmm. So we get back out there, and it's dark now. And um, we get out there, we drive up to him, and the guys, we get out, we walk up to him, and like nobody said a word for like two minutes. We're just literally like two minutes. They're just like, "Holy fuck, like, that <laughs> thing is enormous!" And then we just started taking pictures, and yeah, we got him in the truck and took him back, and and then um, you know. S- even looking at him on the ground, I'm like, man, he may, he may be, he may be 190. And, um, you know, I'm not a certified scorer, but I yeah. think I'm within an inch or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so, uh, so we get back to the, to the cabin and we get a tape out and we're, we're writing the numbers down and go inside and start adding them up. And I'm like, holy shit. Fuck. You know, <laughs> holy just keeps shit. going up and up and up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean this, the, the right antler. The right antler score is 93 and change oh, as a typical. <laughs> yeah, as a typical. And he's and got 21 inside spread. And, you know, there's 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 dozens of deer, maybe hundreds of deer that have been killed where you can say if this or if that, he could have been a world record, right? Yeah. Well, if if this deer matched his right side, with his, if his left side matched his right, He'd be two oh six and change. Mm, you're almost perfect world record. It would be a Pope and Young world record. I mean, this yeah, Pope right and Young world record. You're right. Yeah, you're right. It's almost two different deer on each side. Of yeah, the that's right. It is. Yeah. So let's break him down yep. as far as like what he is. His let's go with his right side first. Yep. He's uh, he's got seven typical points, um, and that's pretty much all you can say. I mean, he's just <laughs> a big. He's tall, straight up picket fence. Man. Yeah, he's, picket a, fence. he's a picket fence, and, and you know the thing about this deer is he's got great mass and he just carries all it all the way well out. and one thing too is what makes a big difference in a deer going 150 160 like as a 10 pointer is really good fours right and a lot of guys overlook the fours the fours are, once you get up to that point that's what pushes them i feel to the next to one to, to make 170 as a typical 10 you got good fours that's right yep. you got to have good fours. this buck's got a good g1 a good g2 a good g3 
The fours are still going as good as the three. It's like almost, yeah, like a perfect. And a solid five. Yeah, a solid five. And then there's a six. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think about the the main beam on it to fit all those points. Yeah. There's there's a countable six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. There's a G6 on this deer. There's a G6 on this deer. Exactly. Damn. (laughs) See, that's the thing, you know, um, that's what people see eight pointers. Like a buck that does 150 as an eight pointer, you got to remember he's got a G1, a G2. Yep. And a G3. Yeah, and a main beam. And that's it. Yeah. Right. You know, so a lot of guys will see a framey eight and be surprised because I'm a measurer, so I measure right. a lot of big eights that look like really giant bucks but don't measure like what they look because the points aren't there. Yeah. Right. The frame is there. Right. But the points aren't there. Um, this thing's got frame and points. Yes. <laughs> and you need they that. just keep going. To go 200 inches. <laughs> well, he didn't quite make it, but he's he's close. Was know, he like 198? Enough. Yeah, 198 and 7 You know, I'll be honest. If I shot a 198, back, like, yeah, it's fucking 200. And <laughs> yeah. <I'm not> <laughs> <laughs> Don't think a few buddies haven't said that. <laughs> right. My buddy Jamie's like, you can't find another inch and an eighth in there? I was like, I could try. <laughs> remeasure the G6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just remeasure one of the times. Come on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but no, he yeah, like you said, I mean he's he's got it going on. He's that right side's crazy big, and then the left side he's just got a oh, super huge G two with a fork coming off of it, really long G three, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, good mass all the way through. He's beautiful, man. That, I appreciate it. That is a beautiful, beautiful buck. buck. You you sir are a killer, man. That's you a are monster. a killer. They're all monsters. It's a uh, I'm Everybody surprised. I it's funny. Like we started chatting on Facebook and yep. then started texting and. Just kind of hit it off, you know, and I'm like, man, why don't you come in? Let's record. It'd be fun. Sure. And, and of course, you're exactly how you said earlier. It's like good big butt killers are all good people. Oh yeah. And I, I, I think you're part of our crew, man. Like you could fit in with all of us. Like Absolutely. I wish Chandler was here to kind of mix up with us. No kidding. Um, but no, man. Congratulations from big mule deer to giant whitetails. I mean, I, I'd love to see the mounts you have at your house. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, and. Swing by sometime. There you go. <laughs> I might have to. I'll bring some bush light. Yeah, for sure, go. for sure. But no, that's an absolute stud, um, man. I, you know what? We didn't do the unpopular opinion segment. We can't forget that. We'll do it at the end this time. We'll switch oh, it we'll up do it at the end. Huh? But yeah, might as well, what right? I forgot we got so into whitetail talk right off the rip yeah. that we forgot to do our segment. But I will say, one hell of a fucking season, man. Dude, oh, absolutely. for sure. You know, yeah, and definitely, you you can't deny the fact that it's. There's a lot of luck involved in that. Like, I didn't say I'm going to go kill either of these two deer. Like, actually, the deer that I pegged and I did the right things on, I didn't get, you know. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. still out there, hopefully. Um, but. It was calculated, though. It's but, calculated, I mean, and, and it goes back to. Previous year's knowledge and buildup, right? Some of that. Some of that, for sure. But it goes back to um, my freshman basketball coach told me, you can't kill big deer if they're not there. You know, you just got to yeah. hunt places where big deer are at and yeah. if you give them enough time and you again you don't push them too hard you'll get a chance at them eventually can we dive into that a little bit sure um as far as like pressure entry and exit i mean that's got to be big big things on your tactic list right it's 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 getting more important as the more that i hunt absolutely yeah um i used to be one of those guys you know that like the harder you work, the better you're going to do, right? So get yeah. in there and bust everything up and push and try to get in on them and yeah. do, do what you can do to, to, you know, be in the woods. Right. And 
I, I don't know that that's the answer with my farm specifically. Mm-hmm. seems like the more that I lay off of them, especially in the evenings, like if you go in when they're bedded and you, you're pushing them around, you, you're screwing yourself up. Yeah. Um, the thing about our, our property is when we first got it, none of the bu- – like we didn't see bucks early season, hardly ever. We mm-hmm. wouldn't see them in the summer. They'd show up in the rut, and then they'd be gone. And uh, we've done a little bit of, um, you know, timber stand improvement and yeah. putting in some native grasses and things like that. And and worked really hard at trying not to put pressure on them all year long, you know. Right, right. There's Making there's, a better habitat for the deer. And, and I guess the – one of the – so I, I'm sure you follow Don Higgins. Um, I, yeah, Don's a different class. I mean, he's just right. He, he's so where we all wish in. we were. Absolutely. Right. right. Um, but I like he did a video, and I and you know I haven't I haven't been a Don Higgins fan for a long time. Not because I didn't dislike something he did in the past, because sure. I didn't really know too much about him. Um, and that's just because I was who I followed was different at the time. But anyway, I've discovered his YouTube, and I'm like always on Don Higgins YouTube watching stuff. Well, he did a video about pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got the guy that needs to go in and mow his food plots all the time and go and dig holes and bury kiddie pools and fill them full of water and go over here and put fucking 90-degree um, rubbing posts everywhere and going in there pissing in scrapes. Like, you feel like you're actively doing all this stuff. And I, I also, he, I don't think he mentioned this, but on my head, you got guys that I'm going to go in there and put up this this licking branch and do my vertical post and piss in this and kick around dirt and then post all these pictures to show everybody on the internet how badass of a deer hunter I am. I'm putting all this work in. When I see that, I'm personally like, ugh, like you're kind of going backwards it's, it's there. Too, it's bit. too much. It's too much. Doing the collar grab. Yeah, doing the collar grab. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. It, but you want to do that stuff because you feel like you're, you're doing, doing something, right? But maybe you're not. Well, you know, I I do a lot of food plot stuff. Yeah. Um, on the edges. On you the know, edges. You got to give those deer space, you know, and that's a big thing Don Higgins talks about is the number one reason people don't kill big deer is too much human pressure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and how can you argue with a guy that's killed three two hundred inch deer in the last three or four years, whatever? It's I bad. try to argue with Ross all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Well, Ross, what do you think, Ross, Ross is wrong all the time. Yeah, what do you think? What's your take? What's my take? Take on just oh yeah, you just went over overdoing it. I, I in my opinion, I like to pretend I'm uh, surgically removing a deer from the woods, right. and I don't want to overdo it. So mm. uh, you save those spots. That's a great. God damn, is that you're saying? Did you just yeah. come up with that? That's a good point. I mean, you only do surgery I mean, once, right? Yeah. You don't want to go back in there again. It's just, it's I don't want one, surgery again. I don't know if I've ever out. heard that put that way. <laughs> Have you? No, I haven't. That's a great I mean, analogy, honestly, though. just... just just Great analogy. It's like your arm. Leave those you spots. You don't want to re-break it. Leave those spots where you know they're going to be good. I mean, it, and it, it it's easier to leave those spots alone that you know are good through years of experience in those spots. Like, it, yeah. you know the big boys are going to be there, so you pick... I mean, I'm, I'm watching the weather, the barometric pressure, the all that stuff. Like, that's... if. And, and my work schedule and everything, but I've, I've like I said in my last podcast there, talking about my, my big one I shot to end the season, That's I went, I, I told my wife straight up, I'm like, today's the day. It's mm-hmm. just the way this yeah. rut's gone, the way the weather's been, I mean, I feel like I'm yeah. going to catch this big boy on his feet. It's time for surgery. Yeah, it's time for <laughs> surgery. So you go in, and you, I mean, you like a ninja, slip in, and hang and bang, and if you, can already- pull, if you can pull a hang and bang and get yourself, I mean... I okay, so you you kind of in those situations, a spot you haven't been in yet and just left alone. You're as you're walking in, you're basically you're basically scouting. 
Yeah. That's your scouting is on your way in. It's a one in, one out. So right, I'm not, right. I don't want to pump this up bigger than it is, but I, I, I really feel like if you can walk in and scout the spot on your, on your way in. Using previous I, I mean, years I'm knowledge. Not gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I pissed in a scrape in that spot. Like I, I yeah. before I climb that tree and and hang and bang and but but I think what so that's a little different than what I was using as an example earlier. Like I, too much feeling like you're doing the right things. Sometimes guys don't realize it's I've done I've done that though. I, I've been yeah. there and I've ran. 30, I have two thirty two. thirty trail cameras and I'm in there pruning branches and I'm in there yeah. you know planting food plots every and run, weekend running cameras something. every weekend and just all that stuff. I, just, I think that's part of the so process. It's all right. It's part know, of like you, the learning it's a curve. Phase you go through and, and, to and become this, a big buck killer. And this yep. year yeah. and last year I, I've pulled back big time and I I literally didn't get my cameras out until November first. All my cameras. Wow. Took a picture on November first this year, which yeah. is insane. Hard to argue with your success, but Absolutely. I stayed out of the woods. Of course, I I had an excuse. My arm was broke. I was down in the dirt. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, yeah but, it was a tough year. But to be honest with you, I mean, going in there, and so yeah. I plan all these cameras on a really windy day, and then I, I, all these cameras are within a spot where I'm hanging a stand or I have a stand already. So right. I'm pulling these cameras like the days that I decide the wind's right and I go in and hunt them. At the end of the hunt, like I pop that card and then yeah, so yeah, I'm checking them as smart, I go. Smart, yeah. But sorry, Todd. What we're yeah, sorry. We're jumping around this podcast more than usual. That's just because we're excited because that's yeah, all right. no, there's kidding. so much to talk about. Absolutely. But, but that's what I was getting to. Is like, and then Ross, don't think that you did anything wrong by going off on that because that was great. Like that's what I wanted to get into. You know, absolutely. Um, but I got to imagine you kind of go through the same thing with pressure and. Yeah, I mean, you, you like like we were saying, you just you don't want to push those deer off. Because mm-hmm. once they're, especially the big ones, once they're gone, they go find a hole where nobody's bothering them and they're not coming back. Like there's a yeah. deer I killed, that 178, there's a deer I killed that three years in a row, we would not see that deer all year long. And then the week after first shotgun season, he'd show up on our farm every year. And then he'd stick around through the end of January and then he'd be gone again. And the third mm. year he did that, I killed him. You, you were, were you anticipating that? Was not anticipating him specifically, but I knew as soon as but he showed you, up, I was like, in my mind, I'm going, hey, this is this is about the time that one deer shows up, yep. you know, and he kind of figured yeah. out that pattern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the Bill Winkies and the Don Higgins of the world that can say, okay, I'm going to go to this specific stand and I'm going to kill this specific deer right. today. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's another exactly. level. Of I am not even close to that no. kind of a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I'm more of a. But you right. play your cards right. You and play then, your cards right, and you wait for that opportunity. Right. You know, make it. You put yourself moves. in the spot. Yeah, I mean, you don't go into a stand if the wind's wrong. You don't. You know, as basic as that is, I feel like that's the number one thing that prevents people to be consistent on mature deer or deer they want to kill. Sure, uh, like it. I still talk to guys. I'm like, I don't hunt the. You don't hunt the wind. Like that's. To, I, <laughs> sorry, guys, if you don't, but like to me, that is. Some of the it's not maybe not day one because when you first start you don't always get that. Yeah. But once you become a bow hunter, mm-hmm. that is like the wind. But I learn a lot of guys one. think they know what how to hunt the wind when they don't. I think a lot of guys if they if they've got a spot where they know there's a big one and they're gonna they're gonna talk themselves into thinking that they can get away with going into a spot. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. You got it's a rut. It's a rut. I'll be fine. Yep. You yep. got to be really, really picky. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be careful. And if you go in there and you screw it up, you're done that year. Mm-hmm. You ah, may get a chance on them yeah. next year, but you're right. Done. Do you think the term "it'll be fine" fucks people on the deer they want to kill more than anything else? <laughs> Very well, <laughs> <Absolutely>. could. <laughs> Very well, could. Absolutely. Right. Well, I mean, 
you're not going to kill a high 90s buck. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll call him 200. Um, <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, saying it'll be fine on a wind. Right. That's true. You know? Very but, there, you know, there's some guys that are just next level, next level killers, though. I mean, I've been lucky in my life to be able to um, kind of rub shoulders with a few of those guys. Like, uh, one of the guys I work with, his cousin's good buddies with Stan Potts, and I got to go down and spend an afternoon just going through old photo albums with Stan and talking That's to him about cool. deer hunting. Oh, dude, Stan's the man. He is the man. He's super cool. Dude. I love Stan. Yeah. yeah. It's one yeah. guy we haven't had on the show. Oh, you got to get him. You got to get him, man. He's great. I'm following his footsteps. He's Give me got a wonky eye, and I'm good. I'm sure I know a guy who has his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We, we talked to him on the phone at deer camp that one time. Remember? Missouri? Guy. Stan Potts? Yeah. Philip called him. Oh, uh, yeah, I would know some. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Give me a second, folks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. man. I mean, I was like, it was, oh, I yeah. forgot we called him. I was night. kidding when I was like, I think we probably know a guy who has his phone number. Okay, oh, yeah, no. We do. Of course we do. But, yeah, and, you know, uh, Barry Wenzel. I don't know if you know the Wenzels, the, the mm-hmm. brothers of the bow guys. I went to a thing he was doing one time, and we're walking around the timber, and, and this is uh, February, March, mm-hmm. and he's showing us stands and why he's in these stands, and it's like super, super just basic stuff. And once you understand it, it's like, yeah, that's obvious. But until yeah. somebody tells you these things, it's like, shit, I would have never thought of that. Right. right like right, he's right. talking about going in and like, okay, you want to hunt this wind? Do you want to hunt this stand in a south wind? Go in on a south wind sometime later in the year. Put a little smoke bomb up in your stand and see what He wrote an article did. about that, didn't did he? He? Uh, he may have. I don't Just know. Just sit there but and watch talking. the wind. Yeah, and he's like, one time I did it, I, I put this uh, smoke bomb up in the stand, and I was walking back out, and I go, you know, 300 yards this direction, turn, go down this other draw. Next thing you know, I'm smelling smoke. You'd see and he's it, like, probably. And it's the complete opposite direction. Right. You know, and he's yep. like, no wonder why these deer are snorting at me over in this one draw when mm-hmm. I'm when, wow. when you thinking, think you're hunting the right wind. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. That's um, next level shit. I read. Really? Um, that is really next I, level. Seriously. Man, I have to go. I have to try and Google search that. I used hunting magazines in school were my right. jam. I read an article. That's, it had to have been him. Had to Same been. thing. Set it on yeah. the platform. Get out. View. Like, you know, look at it. See yeah. what it does once it hits a certain, like, Almost exactly. like hit an eddy right. and then change how it fucking leaves the eddy and stuff yep. like that. Like, yeah, because, I mean, when you think about it, you see a stream going, water going down in a stream or a creek or whatever, and it mm-hmm. hits a rock and it's swirling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Air's doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it does it, sure. it does it quicker and more. Way quicker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so. quicker and more, yeah, for sure. Quicker yeah. and more is the best way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, wage brain, I hear you. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking up, hard here. I better lit up on smoke bombs this year. <laughs> hey, for sure. I, yeah, start, stop at those little 4th of July fireworks stands yeah. and just buy them snakes, snakes and sparklers. sparklers. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only ones we like. Uh, we're going to just start. Uh, hey, let's just start selling smoke bombs and we're now. Oh. See, someone's going to steal yeah, it. That oh, shit. You said it. You already said it. I already said it. But hey. It. We know. We'll call it right here. You are a bitch if you steal our idea. So we yeah. said it here. Yep. Patent pending. <laughs> Dear smoke bombs. Patent pending. Scentless smoke bombs. I can't say yeah. that, but I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't know. We could have, I'll file one right after this podcast. Patent pending. Um, it's not released yet. So No, man. Dude, what, what a killer season. Thanks for bullshitting Thank with you. us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Amazing season. I was going to bring up one other thing. Late season hunting quick before we go. Because absolutely. we've been having questions from listeners like, hey, you guys going to do any late season stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, big time. scheduling is just tough. Ross, you shine in late season. That's your time. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of late season hunting until I got some properties with some crop and yep. um, basically stuff deer like late season. Um, Todd, do you feel that late season hunting is something you enjoy? Do you? I feel like it depends on your property too, right? You know. Yeah, it does. But you know, specifically, like for me. When I'm planting food plots, a lot of times I'm not thinking about, oh, can I kill deer in this plot? What I'm thinking is I want to keep deer on my farm 
with this yep. plot. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that Winky talks about is you want to give your deer a lot of options, mm-hmm. right? And it could just be, it may not be that you're going to go kill deer on a spot, but it may be a plot that you're giving deer an opportunity to escape a bully buck that's on the next ridge yeah. or something like that, or just giving them a, a, a free zone for them to come out. And or even like pressure. neighbor's pressure Absolutely. on one of their cornfields or whatever it is. Totally. So a lot of my food plots are with that in mind, and especially that January, February, March time frame. I plant a lot of turnips on my place, mm-hmm. a lot of turnips. So late season, yeah, it's dynamite. They're hammering. Yeah. Hammering. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Ross, you, you're a big, big guy for late season. So is Clint Casper. That. He loves I love season. that late season, man. That's, I mean, like I've said before, I mean, there's there's guys out there that really like that. And I do, I mean, I've had a lot of really good encounters that first five days of October where you're catching them off that summer pattern and then it goes into rut and it's, I've been in the struggle. I mean, the, the, the rut struggle sucks when you can't, you're hunting your spots, you sit there, you put the hours in, you spend... 84 hours in a tree and between october 6th until you know november 12th and it's just unbelievable how you don't, haven't had an opportunity to kill a deer yet you yeah. feel like you're just driving it in but um i feel like you can pattern a deer late season you get out you get that food and then i mean deer are slaves of their bellies so yeah, yeah. i mean they're, when they're hungry they need to eat so mm-hmm. if you've got food they're coming and then you just lay back and wait and till the big boy shows up and the really cool thing about late season is those deer that you had in velvet for me i guess on my pieces of property i the the deer that i got pictures of in velvet disappear and you don't ever see them but then they always come back come late season when it's when it's close to christmas or whatever Mm -hmm. now it's like okay or you even get a a new rambler rolling through just yeah yeah just coming around and hanging out hitting your food source you put work into and so he's hungry i I like that late cold i mean they're they're driving that food so do you think that you can get away with a little bit more late season well if it's cold enough and and you're trying to open a window or you're trying to move in your stand i mean that popping and cracking i mean are you talking about like i'm talking about just like you can it seems like a lot of times late season stuff what i like to do is get in on a food plot and Typically, what I've got my setups is they're coming out of timber mm-hmm. to a food plot on the edge, and then they're going to work through that food plot and go out to the big ag fields behind me. Yep. Right? So most of the time, I'm either going to have to have someone come drive in yep. and spook the deer out of the field for me, yep. or if they get out far enough, and I, you know, certain setups, I can get into my truck, but I still have to drive out through them, right. and I'm going to spook them, but it seems like they're back the next day. Yeah, yeah, you know. yep. Because like, there's eat. been it's there's cold. been lots of times where I'll I'll call my brother and I know my dad's loader tractor's plugged in for right. chores the next morning. And I'm like, hey, you got to come get me, get in the loader, get in that JD, and come back here and get me. Yeah, yeah. And hop in the gleaner, come pull back. right <laughs> up. I'm like, dude, pull, don't break pull, down your way though. It's pretty cold. I don't know if I'll start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, pull right up to the tree. Like this is my spot right, right here. I'm this is where I'm at. Yeah. And pull right up to me. I'm gonna jump on the on the uh, footstep of the tractor and i'm just keep driving right out yeah and yeah they're you're right i mean they're always back yeah uh, you're not blowing them up do you think it's just because at that time of the year like they have to come back right know, as far I think as so you know and, and whether and then, it's after dark or before right before dark or whatever like they they're gonna come back because it's 
like you said, well, Ross, like, they're slaves well, to their belly. And like what Ross said earlier, I mean, it's not it's not human pressure. They're used to tractors. tractors they've mm-hmm. never been ran down by a gleaner. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> you know? And to be it's honest just a gleaner. We're fine. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys see that one on Facebook that supposedly somebody ran over with a combine? You could see its shoulder working and stuff. Yeah, like, that man. was nasty. I don't oh, think that man. was a combine, unless it was like a flex draper with a cutter bar or something, you know? No, like, that had to be he ducked underneath a bar bar fence or something. Oh, man, I don't know. know. Looked like Woof. somebody was catching release back straps. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone just threw like a hatchet and just cut them right. Yeah, but to be, to be honest with you, the, uh, on a late season hunt, uh, I'll shut it off after this. But no, you're good. So <laughs> thank you for bringing it the, back. The 16, uh, 2016, I killed that flyer two buck. That was the mm-hmm. last really good buck until this year that just went crazy. But that that 2016, Austin was with me in the tree or in the in the blind. And one night, that buck that I ended up shooting, it, camera light was failing. Like we were, we were right on the cutoff as far as shooting light pushing. It. And I actually brought my Primos Coyote Howler with me, and I opened the window and I just blew that thing, just barked and howled and did all kinds of stuff and just, I mean, I blew every deer off the field. I mean, yeah. and he looked right at us. He had it on camera and everything. It was just like, and he looked right at us and just jetted out. I thought, well, totally screwed that deer up, that's for sure. And it wasn't, well, I don't know, five days, six days later, that deer. I mean, he'd been in and out of there, uh, according to the camera, but the wind was wrong. So he he came back, and and we ended up shooting him. They hear coyotes every day, man. Yep. I mean, I've heard that, too. Um, Scared the shit out of that Our buddy Dana Pace had his son come in and howl. Yep. Pew, pew. I think Bill Winky's done it like late season. Come in, have somebody run a chainsaw on the field edge because right. they're just used to hearing that shit. Yeah. And then, then he makes his exit. And I think he killed the buck he was hunting like a day or two later yeah. after doing that stuff. So it's just tactics that at a glance you think, man, that's screwing it up. But it's they've never been killed by a chainsaw. They hear chainsaws all the time. They yep. hear coyotes Tractors. and dogs barking in the distance. And yeah, gleaners struggling to start and right. driving by and shit. <laughs> Put putting so, along. Somebody's yeah. got a gleaner that's just like about to quit our podcast forever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they're they're fine. But right. no, it is uh, late season. Man is is interesting, and it sucks if you, your property doesn't have the food. Um, that's where big time can help you out. Big big time. See what I did? Didn't yeah. mean to do that. Corny. Big time can help you out. Um, big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Is that what you're saying? We know what you're sick. saying. There's sick. A, there's going to be a sick. <laughs> sick. Nice. There's going to be a lot of people that already have been writing in, but Will is, it's like, well, what if my deer's not hitting the food in time and it's dark by the time he gets there and then, but, but I don't know if there's a whole lot to control it because just, it would go with your pressure earlier in the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you, I think that that's one of those situations where if you've got good food and they're coming out late, you got to wait for one of those days where it's going to be negative ten that you night. Go. You got to wait for a come super cold day because yep. mm. those deer are going to have to come out and feed before that. Good point. Good tip too. Yeah. So it'd be basically, you almost have to get close as you can without getting too close and time your weather. For sure. Less is more in that situation. And freeze your ass off. Don't right. hey, don't say it'll be fine. It probably <laughs> won't be. You got to you got to pick your day. Pick your day. Yep. Look at DeerCast. Yep. Listen to Mark Drury. Here's a pro tip for you, too. Well, not a pro tip, but... You're a pro, dude. You kill the two it's of them. A pro, <laughs> it's a pro tip. So yeah. what I do on my food plots is I like to have about a 10-foot, 12-foot wide swath of switchgrass, which, you know, you got to be thinking a little bit years ahead to do it like this. But yeah. you get you get some good switchgrass growing, and you get a ground blind in there, and those cold, cold, cold January days, 
you can have a little Mr. Heater in your ground blend with you. Mm-hmm. You're nice and toasty. Mm. No big deal. Now Keep we're talking. Hands warm. That is a pro tip. <laughs> that's an experienced pro tip right yeah. there. Yeah. That's an old man. I'm getting into old age. <laughs> pro tip. Like, that's that comfortable. That's pro right. Tip. Late that's season, right. I got like 13 hot hands in my pocket. Yeah. And yeah. In my, all, through, in my, all through your body. In my boots and hey, you down s- my shirt. Did you see, dying crack. <laughs> did you see the post in the, in the working class co-owners group? The Sitka core warmer. Oh, oh yeah. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. It's so, <laughs> the thing is about Sitka, we joke about it. Other pages joke about it. Our group it's tears Sitka. It's funny, okay. But, like, some of our – like, Clint Casper works with Sitka, whereas, you know, like, it's all in good fun. Like, listen, we we can joke around and still have a good time. But it's a, a Sitka core – it's a butt plug. <laughs> but it's, like, packaged like Sitka – Made it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, camouflage. They call it a Sika core warmer. <laughs> <laughs> Battery. I mean, it probably worked, but. <laughs> I mean, it probably worked. Doug, Doug's going to test it out. You're sick. You guys are Doug, freezing? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I I'm pretty warm over here. Doug, I'm, it's getting hot in here. It Doug, was, Doug didn't think it was a joke. He actually ordered one. He bought one. <laughs> <laughs> Should be here tomorrow. He went to the lion's den and picked one up. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the yeah. store and it wasn't there. So didn't have, to they to, didn't have sick of it. I paid next day shipping on that bitch. <laughs> overnight. Jeez, overnight. Well, I tell you what, that was a hell of a bunch of stories there. I mean, you had three. <laughs> Ross just was like back to the podcast. Good transition. I mean, like three giants this year. Yeah. That's, yeah, it was, that's it was, awesome. And, yeah. they, and uh, all of them kind of had some cool stuff along with them, too. It wasn't just yeah. a go out and shoot them deal. So. No, no killer kidding. stories. Killer stories. All right, here's what I think we do. We close out on the unpopular opinion segment, new thing. And the unpopular opinion segment didn't know it was an unpopular opinion until I thought about it this holiday season. And some people might think when you're decorating your man cave. Our guest actually brought it up. I know. I wasn't going to try to put him on blast, but I guess we are. We are. <laughs> oh, now. Well, there it is. So he, it is I guess the unpopular is. opinion is it's tacky to put a rubbed up tree in your house as a Christmas tree. With a mount. With a mount. With a mount. Yeah. Give us your thoughts. <clears throat> for me, I, you know, Christmas for me is so much about my kids. <laughs> like, my girls would kill me if I brought a Christmas tree in and rubbed it up like a deer. Like, they got enough deer in their life as it is. <laughs> yeah. It just needs to be a little bit of separation there for them. They don't need the Charlie Brown tree by cause of deer. That's right. Exactly. So, I mean. Do you run a real tree or a fake tree? We go real. Real. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Real tree. Oh, yeah. For sure. Real um, tree. So, all right, we'll do. We'll double down. Real tree or fake tree, and what do you think about the rubbed-up Christmas tree? Ross? Okay, so I say don't base your main Christmas tree for the kids, the family, the everybody on, on something like that. I would say if you have a full-bodied whitetail mounted and he <laughs> is making a rub on a fucking old rubbed-up tree, yeah. then... And you throw a little bit of spritz on it and a few lights and whatever, and then plug it in just for the season. Yeah. But it's already in the corner, like it's, it's part a, of your it's mount. A, it's right. a done. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a mount that you just decorated for Christmas. You're cool. Outside of that, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the specifics. Well, like, that was very. We, just, I mean, we holiday based. This is how you get away with it, or you don't. I mean, I hey, mean, what the fuck? You know, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, Eric. Opinions. Thoughts? I run. We run a fake tree. Right. Well, my wife does. Like a full I, blown, real fake, like a full size, full blown, full size fake tree. About right. an eight, about an eight footer. Eight right. foot, classic. Yeah. Yep. Almost to the ceiling. Classic. Maybe seven footer. We have seven, yeah. give or take. Okay. I would say I'm not for it. For the for rubbed the, up tree. For the rubbed up tree, I'm not for it. Like if you have a man cave, like Ross's, 
where they the theme is deer and critters and stuff, absolutely go ahead and do it. But your main tree in your house, like the main attraction, no. Nah. Okay, I'm so gonna go. I was gonna go last, but I'm gonna go next so Doug can follow up on me. So you throw you throw in yeah, like this rub that real tree short. and lean it in the corner, and then you just like three inch lag this buck. I go I go four inch right legs. up against the wall. Okay, four. Yeah, yeah. So four. run her right into the wall and just from the outside a, the wall. Stick a shorter mount next to this leaned up tree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I got it. Good. Here's where I'm at. I'm a fake tree guy. My wife is a real tree oh, person. Well, not the fake tree. Fake Here's the thing. I'm scared to death of the fire hazard with all my deer mounts. Okay. That's my thing with a real tree. What are you lighting it with? What's that? I mean, like, what are you, what are you putting lights on? I mean, are you like light bulbs on this tree and you're the scared about that? electrician's coming out right now. Hey, it's, it's a real tree that's going to dry out. You ever lit up a Christmas tree? Yeah. They light up. I just don't want to happen. Like, yeah. I don't want like, an accident. Wait, oh, have I? Accidents. <laughs> yeah, you spray it down with water. You got a backpack sprayer or just like a hand pump sprayer to spray it down too, too with Too much water. work. <laughs> I'm going to do that shit yeah. with the fake trees. Put, put it in the, the box. box. Never mind. I'm going to leave this alone. Just, just talk. Um, I don't really have an opinion on the rubbed up tree, but I have been seeing the holiday posts. I'd say your man cave, it's fine. In your yeah. house, nah. Yeah. But if you have a full mount, by all means, put some lights on that sucker. Bingo. Kurt nailed it. But <laughs> don't put Santa hats on your deer. Please don't. Uh, that was going to be one of my questions. I'm not a fan of the Santa hats what on you think hey, about, that goes along What do you think about us. decorating your mounts? Nope. Because I've seen I'm, a lot of people I'm not do a it. fan, personally. I'm my wife, my mounts are here. sacred. She does? Oh, yeah. Doug's going home taking his hands enough. off his deer. I feel like it well, just takes away from like the animal a little bit. I agree. You know? I, I'm with you. Well, my opinion not, not cool. Not cool. basically is uh, I live by myself in a big-ass house, and I do zero Christmas shit at all. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no Christmas tree. There's no nothing. Hey. Doug's Christmas I got tree. Beer, I old, got beer in the fridge, and I'm good. The Christmas tree at Doug's house, the old fur growing out in his yard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a tree out in the, in the woods somewhere. That's Christmas tree, right? Yeah. He just hey. has a random tree out in the middle of the woods that has lights on it. <laughs> it's like the only thing that looks anywhere near a tree is the bush, the bush light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, that's all it. I got. Well, cool. That's the podcast. Yep. Want to close out with anything? Any shout outs? Anything like that? No. I mean, give, it, give us something. Appreciate you guys to, bringing me in. Yeah, give us something. YouTube video, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, so the 179 uh, inch buck on October 30th, he's, his, it's, Totally raw footage, but cool. Um, don't let your kids watch because there's there's a couple of f bombs thrown in at the end yeah. after I shot him. So they're cool that I'm sure yeah, they heard right. this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll put the link to that. You have to send sure. it to me. I'll put it in the description of the podcast. I can do that. I can find it there. Ross, I'm good, man. Doug, awesome season. Congrats to you. Thank you. And uh, good luck to everybody out there. Still, I know I'll be grinding. So it is what it That's is. Right. Eric, right. yeah, hell of a season, man. Um, congratulations. Appreciate it. Three awesome, amazing deer. No kidding. The dream season, man. That's that is dream, dream season. That's fucking crazy. Right yeah. My closing, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it. The conversation was fun. I think we have a lifelong friend now. Welcome to the family. Thank and you. You'll, you'll probably try and leave this family eventually, but... Um, <laughs> you can't. You can't. can't leave. You can't. It's, a, it's a cult. All right. I'm in. Cult. You're stuck now, <laughs> buddy. Good. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck out there. You got some left in you. I know you do. Uh, keep your head up. And go shoot your bow. We love you. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.